Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where four rugby league tragics are going to talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. Shano. I'm the Chameleon. And I'm Benny. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. And geez, I'll tell you what, fellas, it's a big one this week because not only are we just talking footy, we've got a round to preview. The footy's back this week. The fans love it. Everyone's on board. They're excited. But I'll tell you what, guys, um, plenty to talk about this week. And um, as you heard there, we've got Shano on board. We've got Griffo. We've even got a special guest there in Benny. But I'll throw it to you first, Shano. Um, Yep. I bet you you'd be um, oh, pretty excited pumped. about what's going on. Can't wait! It's, it's so interesting, Graham. I think I think this year uh, there's been a lot of preseason hype. There's a new club coming in, the Dolphins, um, and of course they've got a documentary coming out soon as well, which um, you'll hear in the tidbits. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things happening in rugby league. Well, the other thing is I don't think we've had a season starter with so many injuries where where people aren't going to be available round one. Benny, he's going to talk super coach. I, I've already yes. seen people really, you know, they're, they're scrambling across across the super coach app. Nico Hines out. Uh, you know, they're trying to they're trying to readjust teams. Imagine what the NRL coaches are doing. Uh, we've got signings. We've got sombreros. We've got a lot of things happening in rugby league. It's almost like um, it's almost like post World Cup. We had this bit of a lull, and then someone's put all the all the rugby league stuff into a bucket with a stick of dynamite and Mr. Bean style just sprayed it all over the walls. It's lovely. Yep. Got to love it. Got to love it, Griffo. Um, I know you've been pretty excited this week with it all coming back. Um, what, what have you been doing this week to prepare for the footy? What's your, you know, pre-season ritual as we head into round one? It's, it's, it's effectively our Christmas Eve today, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, well, it is in many ways. Um, so they're calling it Christmas in March now. Um, oh. It might well be. Uh, in terms March. of preparation, uh, I listen. Uh, I listen to a wide range of uh, programs, um, podcasts. Um, like I, I listen to some of the radio stations and their programs, uh, SCN and, and Triple M. But it's normally uh, it's normally not when they're actually on. But I listen to the podcasts. So. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, bloke in a bar, listen to him a bit. Um, so I spend a lot of time listening. Um, James Graham has a podcast, um, the name of which is just, a... um, so I do the, listen to a lot of other podcasts. Uh, you know, but he's, he actually has, um, he has a, a regular podcast. It's, oh, okay. It's say, that good. other one that he did on the that was that was. A yeah, I, I listen. I think I've still got an episode of that yeah. to go. But I mean, there's so good. much stuff out there that I just don't have time to listen to it all. But of course, uh, the biggest and the best is Carpool Rugby League. Of course, well, it here is. we are. Yep, and here we are. Griffo's giving you a thousand different ideas there to get on board, but obviously, Carpool Rugby League number one and. 
that's pretty much why we got Benny on board. He wanted to be a part of the, the number one rugby league podcast uh, in the land. Um, oh, yeah, I use that term loosely. Just this land, all over the just world. Just all the land, that's right. We're worldwide, Benny. You're going to a worldwide audience. We are. We're on we're board in Norway. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I don't know what the Norwegian team is, but anyway, we'll look into that. Uh, good to have you on board this week, mate. Help the um help the listeners out with us uh, just to just to give an understanding because you're a massive sport fan, not just rugby league, and uh, we're really looking forward to your insight, especially around Supercoach. But um, you're one of those people that's uh, right involved and um, got your ear to the ground. Oh, absolutely. I try, I try to keep my finger on the pulse. There's always something going on. As Shane said, this week in the NRL wise, it's been smoke and mirrors. I think it's probably the theme of the week. Last few years, it's been uh, first round controversy. Pre, pre-first round, and you've had the face of the game. Where last year with Latrell Mitchell, you've had Benny Barber disgrace himself in past years. I mean, this year it's just been injuries, 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 signings. And even one I've forgotten about was the um, the alleged promise of Mitchell Moses that he was going to re-sign by um, round one. Yeah, yeah. up in done. the air, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's, yeah. Still, that's still up in the air. And, well, and, 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 and didn't... Um, didn't the didn't the NRL coaches breathe a massive sigh of relief when there was no um, season launch because that meant that no one could make a dick of themselves? Oh, uh, well, off the, bat. Well, like, the other thing too, they're playing. There's no strike like that. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we thought that you yeah, know, round one could yeah, ever be in jeopardy. That's been a bit bit bizarre. That whole situation. I, yeah. I'm finding well, that harder to pick the broken nose. Yeah, plenty of news happening, and I'll tell you what. Seeing as though we're we're trying to break open the uh, the news here on the podcast, the man who does it uh, the best is uh, is Shano. So I think it's time to head over for Shano's tidbits. Yes, well, welcome to the tidbits, everyone. And guess what? When you start an NRL team, what better than to create a documentary on them? Dawn of the Dolphins is is going to air um, on Stan, I think, on the 6th, uh, March 6th, premiere on Stan. Um, really interesting insight because a lot has been made of what they've done as a club. It almost like it was almost like they did everything to become an NRL club. And then when they became an NRL club, they had no thing to do anything else. That's been the criticism of them. Um, Bennett's always said, believe in what we do. Uh Believe in, in what's happening in the background. Believe in, in what's happening and you'll see things unfold. This documentary is going to give us a real warts and all view into that. Um, especially regarding recruitment. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what they thought. It's going to be interesting to see what they show and if they do show some of those recruitment stories because, um, you know, everything in the press says it was everything from disappointment to, to symbolic. Um I think it's going to be a really interesting view and insight into a a NRL clubs. It's, it's, I hate talking about the Redcliffe Dolphins and saying it's their beginnings. This the club's been around for seventy five years. I, I get really frustrated. I I'm going to say they're they're a proud club with a proud heritage that have been invited to play in the NRL. I, I'm not going to I'm going to say they're the NRL's newest club. Um, but that they've got a proud heritage, I think, that needs to be somewhat acknowledged. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I know I'm going to be watching it come March 6th. Um, we'll see if it provides the same laughs as 
Tales from Tiger Town. Speaking of Tales from Tiger Town, there are some Tales from Tiger Town. And would you believe it? In the inner sanctum of the Tigers, it's becoming apparent that Benji and Tim Sheens aren't really seeing eye to eye. There's some issues there. It seems to be that Benji and Tim have different opposing views of what they see as moving the club forward. Does the club or does the club need to be in a holding pattern? Have the people they got, it seems to be they're at a bit of a, at, at loggerheads to see what they want to do. I blame the management for this. I've always blamed the management. Um, the people I feel sorry for in all this though is the fans. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and I say this with the most amount of respect for, for the people I'm going to mention now. I think Cleary really left the club in a poor state financially. Um, he didn't see out his contract, granted, but I think he probably didn't do the right thing by the club. Uh, when he left, it was sort of not that greatest thing. Then you had Michael Maguire, who it could be said um, the players may not have had the mental fortitude for that type of coach. Um, and now you've got this situation. I don't blame any of those coaches because they were doing their job at the time. I blame the establishment. I blame the management. And I think this is where, for the fans' sake, the management needs to step in and say, one of you are the coach and one of you is the, the assistant, if that's the way you want to run it, or one of you is the coach and the other one is actually driving the ship. You are directing which way to go. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, boys, I know you, the Penrith fans in the room, uh, will be the, uh, another Panther will be departing at the end of the year. Since Alina going to the Dolphins, oh, Dolphins, they Dolphins, wish. They going wish. to the Roosters, <laughs> going to the Roosters. Um, the Roosters, uh, look, a lot's been made of their sombrero at the moment. Um, the tongue in cheek. I know it's, it's, it's even got to the point where it's made the papers. Now people saying what they think their team's worth. Um, uh, Nate Butcher come out today and said, you don't have to play for top money if you play for a club with the right culture. So that was an interesting uh, take on it, I thought. Um, and to win, not for money. So so it's very interesting. I think we're at the point now where if if this if if the if the Rooster sign another player without letting something go, I think you know, I know the NRL have said they really want to start having a good look into their books. Um, at which point Nick Pilates said our books are open for everyone to look at, but if you look at ours, you have to look at everyone else's. It's not going to be this isolated view of the books. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Another tidbit, uh, what does it take to run a rugby league club? Now, this was very interesting. South Sydney had their AGM uh, the other day, at which point they made $38 million in revenue for last year. Of that $38 million, two, uh, $2.5 million was profit. Uh, that just goes to show how much it takes to run a rugby league club. And if you're a South fan out there, you'd be happy to know they have $10 million in reserve. So um, the future is looking very bright for that club financially. They're, they're at the point, they actually have a plan to get themselves to the point where they actually won't have to make money for a year and they'd still be in head. So they're actually, they could actually be one of the NRL's first clubs to actually be to actually have a, a certain amount in the bank where if they were to make zero, it wouldn't matter. And that would be that would be a big thing. That's never happened uh, in the recent history of the NRL. 
so interesting stuff there. And that's as a football club too. That's with um, that's just as a football club. Uh, all of my other two bits will come about. There's lots of injuries, lots to talk about in the playing roster, which we mentioned earlier. Moses, uh, that's still up in the air. Um, there, there's there's some player movements that are said to happen. Um, we know Dylan Arp has gone to the Roosters as well. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, he will be playing fairly soon, uh, you know, basically immediately. Um, that puts Rhea Hargreaves maybe on ice. They're not too sure. Um, but, yeah, it's it's it's, it's watch this space. Uh, Eddie Jones still hasn't gone away. So, you know, he hasn't signed anyone yet. But, but yeah, he's still not going away. Um, you know, my hot tip is he's actually going to sign Suwali, and that's why. The Roosters, that's almost a done deal. And that's why the Roosters know they can do what they can do. So, um, yeah, I think everything else is going to pan out in the team list because there is some teams out there this weekend which would look a bit light on um, compared to what they would have been had they um, had they done had they done the team list a few days ago. Of course, you no know, Bulldogs have a couple of injuries from training, so that doesn't help. But we'll talk about that in the in the previews. And there you go, boys. There's some tidbits. Yeah, plenty of tidbits. There's plenty going on. Um, obviously, we will get to the um, previews later on. We're going to do our two-minute tip for round one where um, all three of the boys are going to give their tips and I'll chime in at the end with a tip as well. But um, we've, we've got plenty on board today, guys. We've got, we're going to give our top eights. Um, we're going to give a few season predictions, premiers, the spoon, We've got Benny with his segment with the super coach later on. But uh, our next little segment here, uh, you'll be proud to know that Carpool Rugby League's not only growing in regards to our personnel, but we've actually got ourselves a sponsor. And um, plenty of sponsors have jumped on board. Yeah, plenty of sponsors are actually jumping on board. We've got a sponsor here this week. Um, So if you're interested in sponsoring Carpool Rugby League, get in contact with Faye in the office. Um, she'll obviously uh, take your phone call. Uh, she'll give you the fax details. Oh, Faye's away this week. Yeah, away this week. Sam's in there. Samsung. Uh, yeah, Samsung. Uh, but yeah, she'll she'll be happy. Uh, she she'll get the fax number. Uh, she still likes working through the fax. But our first new sponsor, fellas, that are on board. Um, this is this is an absolute breakthrough for us. We've got the um, Sydney Roosters Sombreros jumping on board. So our those things. first, yeah, our first sponsor here is Sydney Roosters Sombreros. Are you tired of wearing the same old boring hats to the Sydney Roosters games? Do you want to show your true support for the team and look like the coolest cat in the stadium? Introducing the all-new Sydney Roosters Sombreros. That's right, folks. Our sombreros are so stylish and unique, they'll make you stand out more than a rooster in a hen house. And if you're looking to turn heads at your next snazzy event, look no further than the Sydney Rooster sombreros. And don't worry about team colours, because our sombreros come in the iconic red, white and blue of the roosters. You'll look like a walking tribute to your favourite team. And you'll look damn good doing it as well. It's like a cap but bigger, better, and way more fun. So why settle for a boring old cap when you can be the envy of all your friends with a Sydney Rooster sombrero? And if you order now, we'll even throw in a free chicken taco with every purchase. That's right, a taco. It's like a hat for your stomach. But hurry, supplies are limited, and we can't guarantee you'll look as good without a sombrero on your head. So don't wait till it's too late. Get your Sydney Rooster sombrero today. Sydney Rooster sombreros, because sometimes a cap just isn't big enough. 
Oh, look at that. I like it. We got them on board. I'm glad they're on board. You know what? You can fit way way more under a sombrero than a cap. You can fit so much more under a sombrero than a cap. That's right, fellas. Because because Mexicans had it right. Sometimes a cap just isn't big enough. Um, And for some clubs, it seems that way. Um, Just a quick thing before we move on. Just coming out. You won't look like a cock. You won't look like a cock with a sombrero. Why don't the Mexicans wear sombreros anymore? Because I've, I've watched all these narco shows and none of them wear sombreros. They've got all these really? like, cowboy hats on. Maybe it's oh, so, I, don't I, remember, I remember watching Westerns growing up. Roosters. They used to always wear the, the sombrero. I don't wear them anymore. I, I think because now, I think now, I think because now they're gangsters. So the last thing you want to do is see this big freaking hat come around the corner because you're going to get uh, shot. You know, hide. you're there for fifteen. You're there fifteen minutes before you actually body is. Everyone knows you're coming. The chameleon straight up. Yeah, <laughs> chameleon. I was going to say you're the uh, you're the geography expert. Um, with oh, with gosh. climate change, you'd think the hats should be getting bigger, not smaller. Well, True. they're getting bigger for the roosters. They are. Oh. This and, and this what do you is think, boys? Things... In all seriousness, as a Penrith yeah. fan, um, can I just throw it out there? I I want to say something controversial. I not don't think that's not for the first time. Yeah. I don't think that I think that the Penrith team has been able to hold together. I think I think the salary cap actually smashed the O three side more than it has this one in some I ways because they agree. yeah I, I i think that the 03 side got smashed more with the cap than this side did uh maybe because the 03 side so just bang they were there and all of a sudden these guys turned to superstars overnight but um uh yeah i just think that um how do you guys feel like it just seems like now there's a, there's a few you know good players i'm not going to say you don't have the juniors but but for now they're irreplaceable I um, yeah. Uh, maybe my memory is not that good, but I, I don't think, um, I don't think the salary cap smashed the other three side quite as much as what's been happening in this group. Um, some of those players were retirement age, and mm. um, I don't think too many of them went on and played with. Other NRL clubs directly after the the grand final. Um, oh, more the year after, I think. Yeah, they lost a few. It sort of went downhill pretty much. The next year, they made the uh, prelim and got beat by the Bulldogs. Um, and then they fell off a cliff um, for a while. I don't know quite if that was just salary cap wise. Um, this group, it's not just. It's not just the team. The guys in the in the grand final sides that have been leaving. Obviously, we know a lot of them have. Um, basically, two big names a year. The first after the first premiership, it was Capewell and Burton. After the second, it was uh, sorry. Um, you know, after the second, it was Kikau and Api. And already after the you know, well, sorry, the first grand final they made. And now they've lost Crichton and uh, Lanou. Um, they're big names, but it's not just the big names. It's the guys behind them. Uh, like, you know, the guy who's going to make his debut for the for the Dolphins this week, Asaya Katoa. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, he's uh, he's somewhat of a prodigy 
Um, and, and Penrith certainly were very disappointed to lose him. Um, uh, there's there's a number of guys who, uh, you know, who we haven't even sort of made it to um, reserve grade or or uh, SG, sorry, the flag. Um, they're losing guys from their from their uh, SG ball team, uh, Mason Teague, uh, Keegan Russell Smith. Um, so it seems they're targeting not just the big names; they are targeting the big names, but they're also uh, targeting the big players at age level. Um, throw in the fact that, and, and I, I don't know too much about the junior league, but I do know that teams like Manly for a number of years have been coming out and getting guys out of the Penrith junior league. And you know, they, they, you know, they've got Blacktown workers there. I mean, they've been funneling them out, you know, sort of under 14 age. So, um, Yes, you can only, you know, spend a certain amount. Yes, you can only have 30 in your top squad. And and the reality is you can't keep them all. But when you're being attacked at the top level with your, you know, your premium talent and at the grassroots level and all in between, uh, it's a difficult situation to try and maintain uh, success. Um I'm not whinging about that. I'm just—it's just the fact. Um, you mentioned one of the butcher boys, uh, Nate Butcher. You said saying that you know basically they take less money to stay at a, a successful club. Well, Penrith's a successful club, and guys are leaving. Um, in the case of, of Lenu, uh, he don't get a lot of game time. I'd say. It's not just a matter of money, although I'm sure he's getting more money to go to the Roosters and what Penrith offered, but he only sort of plays average of about 23 minutes a game. Um, and with the sombrero, uh, it's, it is widely held belief that uh, Jared Weir Hargreaves will be moving on at the end of the year, and that will free up because he'd be on decent uh, decent coin, Weir Hargreaves. Mm. Uh, you say basically that leaves money uh, to sign another prop. In this case, Lenu. We know um, you mentioned Dylan Napa. He's on a sort of a, a low grade. I heard this morning he's basically getting twenty thousand plus match payments if he makes first grade because he actually got paid in full by Catalans for the year. So uh, he's sort of laughing. He's getting paid by the French, and uh, he's come out here to rejoin. And, the Roosters. He's never been the same player since he left the Roosters. So, um, what do you think, Benny? Well, I actually think the, uh, the as as big as the um, Roosters' salary sombrero is, and I don't think I don't think what's happened now is the tip of the iceberg. The Angus Crichton thing is going to be the other the other big issue that's going to influence whether they can actually sign Spencer as well. Because they already signed. I I don't know if it's official yet, but I know that. I know that Spencer and uh, Stephen Crichton are the best of mates. Gus Gould came out the other day and actually said that we've still got room under our cap to sign um, one more semi-marquee sort of player, which would fit Spencer's mould. If Luke Thompson... Well, Luke Thompson's down for the season now already. I think so this was the last year of his contract too. It's last He's year big money. Huge yeah. money. 
So I reckon that could be mm. that could be something as well. Dylan Napa, I'm actually surprised he came back. I'm actually looking at the uh, sponsorships going around of different clubs in the NRL. I'm surprised he didn't get one sponsored by KFC, whether it be Penrith, the Tigers, or the Bulldogs, because they now got KFC sponsorship as well. I think he's already been at the Bulldogs, Penny. Yeah. Didn't work. But they, um, but they like to build that uh, that culture of uh, dogs of war. Actually, Gus has done a good thing. He's bringing all the old boys back. He's got Mace. He's got Sonny Bill. Hasn't he dropped Bob some Pat. kegs? Uh, yeah. Have you seen pictures of him recently? Yeah, what happened yeah, to the, what's, what happened to half of him? Yeah, he's just dropped a few kegs. Yeah, I think uh, he stopped the uh, going to the King One on Friday nights. Oh. Have his regular because uh, oh. when um, when he was out of, when he was out of Penrith, and I used to do uh, some of those meetings with him. He used to say that he's he would never do a Friday night game to start the season. And he said his Friday night thing was he would sit down, watch the footy, and he'd order a big uh, takeaway fare from the King Wine at Cronulla. Oh, which wow. is favourite uh, haunts as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if they want a around. sponsor, get in contact with Faye. But um, you guys talk about the salary Sam cap. Sam this and, week. And, and Yeah, sorry, Sam this week. Faye back next week. Um, I know some of you guys hold out until Faye's back. I understand that. She's wonderful. Nice lady. You, you talk about the impact on, say, Penrith here because they are the top team in the NRL. And the funny thing is, you know, a few things I've picked out of there too where... You know, we're getting this this vibe that players will, you know, the Roosters are effectively saying, no, we're under the cap. And we know that, you know, Buzz Rothfield and all that, what he's done this week in the media has effectively put together what the market value of players are and is saying that they're over. But the, the way that that's all sort of panned out and the, the logic behind it is that there are players at the Roosters who could get more on the open market, but choose to stay at the Roosters because of you know something going on there. They're a successful club, play under Trent Robinson, so on and so forth. And I, I thought it was interesting how you guys were talking about Spencer Lanew, and I, I don't know if this is one of those things where, yes, Penrith is a successful club, but are we starting to see a shift to him saying, okay, I've been at Penrith, and the Roosters are still seen as the pinnacle? Because when we get to our top eights later on, I have a feeling that a lot of us might have them very close to the top um, mm. The other thing in regards to salary cap, Benny, that I just want to get your comment on as well. I don't know if this story's gone a bit cold and I'm putting you on the spot here, but I know given the long-term injury to um, Taylor May, he's going to be out for the season with that ACL injury. The The impact of of this is all seen that the Penrith really, they're going to have to blood a youngster. But there was also talk at one stage that they might be looking at getting some concessions to bring back uh, one of the old boys. They were, I believe. I believe that was uh, on the cards until actually sit- sitting down when I got home from work this afternoon that I uh, logged on to New South, World, New South Wales Rugby League to see that um, Josh Sauce Mansour has signed a one-year deal with the Newtown Jets. Oh, yeah. thank the Lord. Yeah, yeah. so you guys... <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> sure. Um, oh gosh! It's, it's yeah. funny. It's funny that it's it's funny that the 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 this the cap dispensation um debate at the moment, where and, and I don't mean to make light of this because I think this is really uh, this is something in our game we have to address and we don't address it well at times and that's um that's Angus Crichton who who is doing yeah. extremely tough and I hope this young man because that's what he is like I'm best wishes to him. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're not, when I stand next to yeah. him, there's one who's young and one who's old, and I'm not the young. Um, that young man needs all the help he can get. But it's interesting that that there's talk around him 
about the Roosters getting some sort of compensation. And the answer given to Penrith was that he did the injury playing for Penrith. And I'm thinking, well, that, that's very true. That it, technically, he had a Penrith jersey on and was playing for Penrith in an NRL-sanctioned match that, that really that really, you know, may or may not have needed to take place um, when and where it did. I, I just think that Penrith are doing more than representing Penrith in the World Club Challenge. They're representing the NRL. This guy didn't get injured just representing Penrith. He got injured representing the NRL. So the NRL should, should actually say, you know what, to Penrith, as, as the premiership winning side... This person's season is over because you're representing us. What? What? I, I think there has to be compensation for mental health and, and, and all that. Don't get me wrong. But this this wasn't a round game. This is different, and I, I just think that you know, I know it's not apples with apples, but I think the NRL needs to seriously look at if a player does if a player is going to sit out the season. Is it, is, it, is it worth, you know, is it worth maybe having some sort of compensation system where clubs end up saying to a certain player, sorry, you actually can't play 11 games this season because when you play your 11th game, you're too expensive. So we're going to play you for 10 and then put you in the wilderness, which is what happens to every club, which I think is, is it goes against the grain of, of, of our game. It goes against the grain of what we're trying to establish as a code. I think what we've got to start doing is saying, okay, if you've got a player who you are giving a bonus to, let's look at the bonus. If this is a fringe first grader who's been playing number 14 or not most weeks and his bonus scheme is that if he starts 10 times, he gets a bonus. Well, maybe what we actually need to do is look at the bonus. I think that's where the area for this needs to to be looked at. I I don't know what you do with the Angus Crichton situation. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't have any answer there, but I think for this kind of thing, I think for Penrith, if you were to say, because it happens with other clubs and even during the year, maybe we do have to start saying, you know what, if there's a team, if there's a certain player on bonuses, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll waiver the bonus. In other words, paying the bonus as a third party deal and that young and that player can play for the rest of the year, and it's not a problem. Starting, would you, would you would you almost say? I know this is opening up a can of worms, would you, and it's very hard to predict. But in the situation where you got Taylor May, he's out for the season. Effectively, they're paying a player who isn't going to play. Mm. I know I'm going to get hammered for this, but do you almost suggest that you have to? And it's hard because clubs will take advantage of it. But do you almost suggest that you have to play? X amount of games to oh, be under the cap. It, is it one of those things where if a player gets injured for the full that's, season, that's interesting. you that's get a new player in your 30, that player comes I, out in 30, a new player comes in from within your system? Honest, I think the only way... Something's got to happen it. though, doesn't it? No, I, I, the only way you're going to fix this, I'll tell you how you can fix this quite simply. And I know Cameron Smith was is against this, but you know what? My salary is out there for the world to see. They can jump online and look yep. at it. Everyone is, everyone's salary is there for the world to see. What I think they need to do is make their salaries public. We're just about make the yearly, do it. Their yearly salaries public. And not worry about what they've earned throughout the year, but say on the field 
in any given week, you can only put in $11 million. Super coach. And, it, no, and, and, and you know, it's got merit because if your player is injured, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like have a weekly. And cap. you can have you can have a player get paid an absolute fortune and back ended to the shit house. And if that in that year he's getting paid one point four million dollars, then so be it. But you know what? On that field across the seventeen, you can only have eleven million dollars worth eleven million dollars on the field. And if that means a superstar's gotta sit out for the week, I'm sorry, that's the way it is. I, I think just, I don't know what you fellas think. I, I think the thing that we've been talking about for years, Griffo, has been, um, obviously, you know, we've got a salary cut there. I think make the players' uh, salaries public because most sports do this. But the other thing, and this is where you're coming back to Penrith and the youngsters getting impacted, and also, too, you know, there are a lot of other clubs that work really hard on juniors. Have, have, have some compensation, have some sort of, uh, cap relief for local juniors. But, but Graham, Penrith were the club that didn't want it five years ago. They want it now. Clubs that said, no, thanks. And this is the problem. No club with the cap looks beyond this year. The, no club says, oh, let's look five years down the track and see what's happening. But regardless if they want what it or not, wouldn't this help? The, and this is where the NRL have to step in and just say, you know what? If you've played for a club for 10 years, and you board them up as juniors, they they get an exemption. But the NRL don't. There have are the exemptions, balls. but they're not enough. But the NRL don't have the balls because what they need is they need the support of the clubs. Okay, Penrith South Roosters want exemptions. What's the bottom eight saying? No, we don't support that. Mm. The bottom eight become the top eight, and the top eight become the bottom eight. What are the bottom eight saying again? No, we don't support that. No NRL club, and, and you know, no NRL club looks beyond this year in that regard. Take it out of their hands. Mm. Say, I'm sorry. This, and it won't happen this year because guess what? We've got Cam Newton on his bloody soapbox banging a, banging a drum. It's never going to happen this year. It's not going to happen for the next four years because of this. Sorry, rant. boys, it's out in. Where's my rant? <laughs> I believe the word the word that should just sum the whole thing up is transparency. Yeah. There's lack of oh. at the moment. And that's I've where got, the will no. really well. I've got glass here that's transparent. Fill it. You need well, it. It's only about... If you're listening to this and you don't, you don't think we have uh, a few beverages during this, you're kidding yourselves. It's a glass of full. Mine's, uh, mine's a third foot. You can't see through yeah. that. I won't, I won't oh, Graham, have to throw it the segment. Graham, normally I was a glass half full sort of guy, but today I'm only a glass You're going to laugh. I, um, uh, this is how techy I am. I got AirPods just so that when I leave the room to uh, to do, well, you know, fill my beverage glass, I can still hear the podcast. So we're moving along oh, that's with the commitment. technology. That's it's, commitment. It is commitment. That's why I'm I, the captain. I usually take the studio. I'm, I'm, I'm like the boy in the bubble. I've got a mobile studio that just sort of, Hangs around me. Yeah, well, we, we, I had a few punters uh, call out the secret sound when I used to take the uh, laptop with me to relieve myself. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Um, look, that's guys, a we can talk, sponsor, isn't it? What's that? Sorry, mate. That's a future sponsor, isn't it? The uh, yeah, that's... 
Yeah, that's right. We got sponsors. Actually, I'll be honest with you. If you if you are looking to be a sponsor, you probably won't get on till about round seven or eight. We've had the sponsors really jump on board uh, this year, and I know they're in that chat. We were talking about teams that are in the top eight, teams that are in the bottom eight, how it all affects them differently. Um, look, we we might as well get straight into it, fellas, and start talking about what we're thinking this season with our um our top eights. And usually I like to go to the Chameleon for this, first of all. I'd be very interested to see who you've got. Um, I'd imagine there are some. there's going to be some crossover here. So I'm happy, Griffo, if you just give us... Uh, build the suspense, actually. Give us eight through to one. So start off with your um, your number eight team, and we'll, uh, okay. we'll work our um, way to the top. I, ju- I, just, uh, I just wrote it down, just... Uh... I guess just before we started or, or during. Um, and I've, I've got to say, I've been a little conservative. Um, uh, I've, I, I'm not real good at tipping the top eight. Uh, our listeners will know that. I had the Gold Coast in there last year. Um, Benny, I know you've had a bit of success tipping top eights in the past. Because um, you always find a smoky or two, but I, I've just looked at, I watched a fair bit of the preseason challenge in between uh, doing doing my uh, my dad duties and extra study, and that's what I found over the years. Looking on the trial form, looking at the rosters, you think trial form counts? It does it does somewhat, but also too, you look at the luck of the draw as well. Yeah. Some teams have got easier oh, yeah. easier runs yeah. than others. This this has influenced my top eight, no yeah. doubt yeah. about the it. Draw, the not draw. so much the trial form, but the the draw. But this year's um, harder than harder than ever too. With you got an extra team in there, plus you got the extra uh, the extra added competition of the, uh, of the of the mighty buy, which honestly, St. George is going to beat this week. Yeah, I really think they will. Yeah. Okay, so here it goes. Um, uh, apologies if I offend anyone. Uh, Never. It's, uh, at, at number eight, I've got the Eels. Uh, I've yep. just got okay. scraping in this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I won't go into you know why. No, I'll just, no, just essentially because it's the players that aren't there. But um, I've got the Storm at seven. Whoa. I've got, uh, and this is influenced by trial form. I've got to say, uh, I've got the Sea Eagles at number six. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, assuming uh, there's a proviso that Tommy T is uh, uh, pretty much sweet for most of the games. Um, this one I've got five. I think I've made a mistake, uh, but I've got the Cowboys there. Um, mm-hmm. I probably should have him higher, but I can't be bothered crossing out because. Um, yeah. Anyway, I've got uh, I've got Robbie. Attention to detail four. here. <laughs> Uh, again, I think uh, the Rabbitohs are a big chance of, of being higher than four. I've got Panthers three. Wow. I've got Sharks two because yeah. they've got a good draw. Yep, they are a good team, but um, with a you know with a fair draw, uh, I've got them probably in the bottom half of the uh, top eight. Mm-hmm. And I've got Roosters at number one on oh, a premier simply because mm. they have the best roster. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I'm uh, I've had very limited success in tipping the top eight over the years, so take that with the proverbial grain of salt. All right, 
so we've got there, if we go one through eight, Roosters, Sharks, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Seagulls, Storm and Eels from Griffo. Um, Shano, I don't know how much thought you've given this thus far. Um, my, my, my phone, I've given, I gave it a lot of thought and I had it on my phone, but it's just um, crapped itself. So Benny, would you like to go ahead? All right, let's go, Benny. What do you got, Benny? What do you like this year? Um, the new kid on the block who we know has some uh, some good form from our local tipping comp in tipping the, the top eight. Who have you got in at eighth, mate? I actually think Manly at eight. Yeah. And this is dependent on a few things with uh, with Tommy Turbo, his fitness, DCE, and actually, actually the big key for Manly for me this year is Schuster. Schuster's yep, out yeah. for two weeks. Oh. But I think if um, Schuster gets a consistent year under his belt, I think him and um, him and DCE could be the dangerous halves combination that um, merely need, kind of like the old days of Foran and uh, Foran and DCE, where Foran played so well that DCE got a million dollar contract, and we all know what happened to Foran after that. Yep. Coming in seventh, I've got. I can't really go past um, Panella. And that's my uh, that's my other child agreeing with me there, and that's dependent on Nico Nico Hines with his easy draw as well. Nico Hines injury, the way the draws sort of um, panned out for them, yeah. I think um, from what I've what I've heard and what I've read, that they're looking at six to eight weeks for uh, for Nico. Yeah. They've looked at it. It's actually going to be longer than they think. You're 100% correct, Benny. The other thing is what's actually been leaked out of out of Sharks is they've said they're going to be very selective because they've got an easy draw. Like, they've basically said Nico Hines' fit against South Sydney makes for a very good context, but we're not guaranteed a win. Let's, let's, almost, let's almost not forfeit it, but let's be highly strategic. Do we want this guy running it? at those kind of clubs. Let's be somewhat strategic. And to the point where if you believe what's being leaked out of the club is for the first eight weeks, he might play two games, but they're going to be against two teams, which are going to be a bit more easier than, than the harder clubs. And yeah, that's oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's a bit interesting in my opinion. I think I'm going to have the Eels in at six. Mm-hmm. Just with the, what they've, what they've lost. Reed Marnie is going to be a huge, huge, huge loss for them. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take for Josh Hodgson to find his, find his straps. Mm. I actually think personally, um, I think Parramatta uh, was smart throwing their money behind Dylan Brown and signing him long-term as the long-term prospect. Yep. Over and you don't know which Clint Gutherson you're going to get each week as well. That's the sort of big, the big one for me. Sort of coming in there as well. So... That's seven, uh, eight, seven, six, five. This one's a hard one. I, I think um, the, the storm are going to be there or thereabouts as well. But again, the way um, the way Billy happens with his rosters and the injuries there too. Pappenhausen being out for the first eight to ten weeks, another big uh, another big issue for them. And they've actually they've actually lost um, Dean Oramia, who had a fair bit of run on the wing last year. He's out for the season with an ACL. They brought in uh, Big Will Warbrick, who was a um, ex New Zealand uh, All Blacks rugby sevens player, who glides, speeds, good finisher. 
Warbrick on one wing, Coates on the other. It's not yeah. a bad combination, is it? And I actually like the uh, the off-season purchase of Tarek Sims and um, Eli Katoa for the back yeah. row because they're not going to lose much here without losing without the Bromwich boys. Um, coming in fourth, I reckon the Roosters will finish fourth. Same good roster on paper. Luke Keary, there's a big question mark over him. But to Trent Robinson's credit, he's been really transparent with the fact that it's been head knocks that's kept him out and not for any other reason. Plus the Angus Crichton situation. I've got Penrith sitting third. And then the two and one, I've gone sort of flipped the script on Griffo a bit. I reckon the Cowboys will run second. Um, quality, just... quality forward pack. I think Valentine Holmes will have the year of the year of his life be the top point scorer. Oh, I've got him down for that, Benny. And I actually think that uh, South South will be the minor premiers wow. this year. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you convinced me before when you said Nico was out for that long. I actually put the I... put the pen and I, I've swapped the Cowboys to number two and Sharks to number five. Isn't it amazing how much impact one player can have? And the reigning Tally M player of the year, Graham. Yeah, mm. well, that's that, that's true. He's he's such a, a quality player. I actually didn't know that he was going to be out for that long because a lot of the media, it, it kind of felt like he was touch and go for this game against South and he wasn't named. But if he's out for an extended period, we're still starting to get into that um, that kind of talk we had about the, the storm last week with, with Pappenhausen being out and these key players missing. I think it'll have a, a, a major impact on them. Um, definitely, but definitely interesting. The one thing I noticed between the two top eights there, guys, uh, I think we've got the same teams, different order, and I don't want to give away too many spoilers. I'll give my eight. I don't know, Shane. I found them if you. you I, yeah, it? I found them if you want. Yeah, if you want, if you want to do it first or me do it, I don't mind. Well, I'll, I'll jump in. I've got Manly yep. at number eight. Um, yep. I think they'll just uh, they'll just get in there, um, despite the uh, you know obviously the challenges they have with Seabold uh, as coach, and I say that in tongue in cheek because I know that we have a lot of uh, a lot of people on board, especially I mean Eagle Dan, he's he's a massive fan of Seabold. He's really keen to see how he'll go. On board the Seabold train, has he? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. He's supporting Manly this year. Right. Uh, I've got the I eels. He's going to at... follow the Panthers. Yeah, I think he just couldn't bring himself to it. I got the Eels at seven. Um, they for for me they're a top eight team, but a bottom bottom four. I got the Sharks at six. I just worry about the Sharks' consistent consistency throughout the season, and given the fact that um, you know, I've now heard about that Nico Hines injury, that that probably um makes me a bit more confident that they're going to be a bottom. Bottom four in the eight team, so to speak. I got the Cowboys at fifth. Um, they'll be there thereabouts, but um, I just don't know if they're a top four team consistently this year. I've kept the Storm in my top four. Now I know a lot of you guys have uh, have dropped them out of the top four. I'm going to keep them there. I just I just feel like with the Storm each year, regardless of what mm-hmm. goes on at that club, they um. They just tend to get things right, and even if we've got young people coming in, they'll they'll do a job. They'll struggle with injuries early, but yeah, I just I just don't want to write them off. I've got one the Rabbitohs as well. What's that? Sorry, mate. One last hurrah for Bellyache as well. Is this going to be his last year? 
there's, well, there's that's another a bit of a story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. But how yeah, many years have we heard that? Yes. Yeah. That's true. And that'll time. be yeah. Yeah, that'll be the last time to a year. Has he got so... health issues like Johnny? Yeah, not. poor John Farnham. I hope not. Yeah. He's, he's struggling, isn't he, Johnny Farnham? Yeah, yeah he's not in a good way. Johnny Farnham after yeah, all the best, yeah, yeah, for sure, absolute legend. Whispering Jack, um, yeah, the the album that saved his career. Um, so yeah, Storm at number four, and if it is with those rumours you guys are saying, um, Craig Bellamy's last year, you know that'll bring the best out of them. He's an absolute, he's a phenomenon as a coach. Like you've got your Wayne Bennett's and. Yeah, he's right up there when you look at his uh, his twenty plus years now, probably at the Storm. I got South at three. Um, I think their roster is exceptional. Their best one to seventeen is exceptional. Um, if they don't have too many injuries, they'll be they'll be pretty good. Um, if their depth is tested, that might impact a little bit. I got the Panthers at number two. You've got to give a significant amount of respect to that team and what they've done over the past couple of years. And I've got the Roosters as my minor premiers. I just think that their roster, their system, their organisation is just uh, built for success. And I think that this year um, it could possibly be their year. So we'll see how we go with the Roosters. But I've got them as my minor premiers. So yet again, guys, all three of us thus far, same teams, different order. Well. Who do you like, Shane? Cat amongst the pigeons now. Oh. I Warriors, actually did my Warriors, top eight. Dolphins, Titans. I actually did my top eight three weeks ago. Mm. I don't know. Someone four, asked. No trial my, form. Now my daughter, my daughter, who you know, a bit premature. But people who know who, Story who, of his who life. That's right. That's why I was about to talk about my daughter. Funnily enough, um, uh, she she's a massive rugby league fan. We 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 were talking about top eight and whatnot. So Is I did my maker. I'm assuming. Yes, maker. I, I did two or three weeks ago. Um, so mine's based on, I really looked at, I actually did a, a really in-depth look at, at, draw, at the draw. I've never really done it this way before. I, I've always been a bit like Benny. I look at preseason form, what players are coming out, what players are looking good, that, those fringe first graders that sort of set the world alight. Let's say they're playing 14 and can, can clinch a game. This year, I just looked purely at the draw. I looked at the, the rosters. I looked at what they're what they're going to look like come Origin, and the impact Origin might have. So, number eight, I have the Broncos. Broncos Ooh. finishing finishing on four and against. Yeah, here with the Broncos level with Manly. <laughs> that's that's based on fit Adam Reynolds as well. I'm guessing that's a fit Adam Reynolds. Yes. Fit Adam Reynolds. Um. Uh, and and Cobo basically scoring a bag loads of tries, and and that and when I come to who I've got at third, it's also with a slight disclaimer. Uh, Para coming in next. Mm-hmm. I I I actually almost didn't have him in there, and I just went, you know, well, by the back end of the season, I think they're going to have some some players find their feet. They're probably going to flash home um, to get there more than anything. I've got the storm. Some big crop too, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Madison will be back by that stage. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. They're going to flash <laughs> home. Para, uh, a para storm. Storm at six. Storm next. Cowboys at five. 
Cowboys. Panthers at four. Ooh. Sharks at three. Mulatano for me will be the top try scorer. I think AJ will I think AJ will get the record. I just think they're gonna absolutely stack that I think they're gonna work out ways to get him over the line. Rabido's in second. Yeah. Um I, I just looking at things, their their make or break is the first five weeks. And they seem to be, you know, if they can be fit, that's where they sit. And of course, uh, no surprises who's coming for coming minor premiers and the roosters. Mm. So just looking at this, guys, it looks as though like the main thing we're saying, the only difference across everyone's top eight is the fact that Shane has got the Broncos, we've got the Sea Eagles. Um and I'll be honest with you, when I did my top eight, I was actually tossing up as to whether Manly or Brisbane would make it. Um, so most punters, I seven week turn, be... seven day turnaround every week. Yeah, Friday night. Got tough draw. They got toughest draw in the, and that's why I left them out. Mm. Um, the draw. Yeah. If yeah, they can make it, they will. They will. I think. Be a I think they. I think they actually play. They're hardened. Game. Game. Yeah, battle hardened. I think yeah. they play some games. Again, Adam Reynolds has to be fit, full stop. I think they actually, you know, people talk about their draw. I actually think things like Origin and home games land very well for them. Like, like I, I just think that, and and what I also looked at, they're playing certain clubs who have been on the road, like the Broncos are the second week in a row, so it's not as if they've been on the road. No, it's not as if they've had a home game go to, to Brisbane. They've actually had road trip, then Queensland. And I'll just look at that kind of thing and go, how much of a toll does that take? When Do you, you know consider... what Do you know... yeah, I think no. Brisbane, there's, there's a series of games where Brisbane actually travel. I think they've got home, home Dolphins, home. And then they do, then in there's Gold Coast. It's magic and then they've got a couple of home. Then they've got a couple of home games, and you just go do. And these and guys then... have tough opposition, no, no doubt about it. I, I argue that they've got top of tough opposition. The draw has led to them playing tough opposition. Tough opposition. I don't know if their travel is that tough, and no, that's an it's... element of the draw that you've got to look at as well. Especially in round ten, which I think is magic round. Yeah, they're playing away. To yeah, Manly. That's right. That's one at Suncorp and Magic Round. That's one of the things I looked at. I looked at. Oh, I, when I was actually. Your first issue thinking, with the draw. Because everyone wins the Magic, all right, how they organize that. Yeah, oh, but yeah. everyone talks about this Manly draw being hard there. for the Broncos. And when I looked at it, I went, what, 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 what brought it up was I bought the Broncos draw up in isolation. Yeah. And I saw they were traveling. And I went, hang on. The opposition might be tough, but. In actual fact, the the travel and the and and the game time is actually quite gro- good for them. You make a good point, Shane, because you've got. It's not obviously, as if they have a Sydney road trip nah. where they do three weeks in a row in Sydney. They 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 have that first round against the Panthers, obviously down Penrith. Round but two, they're if at you're going to play Penrith, the... play them at Penrith. You're not going to win. You might as nah. well play but, them away. 
but this is what's interesting. They've got away games at home in a sense that obviously yeah. you've got that they play at home to the Cowboys at Suncorp, home to Dragons at Suncorp, away to the Dolphins at Dolphins Suncorp. Dolphins at Suncorp. They've got three games. Brisbane at they play the Tigers at yeah. Suncorp. Raiders at Suncorp. Now they play an away game against the Titans in round seven at the Gold Coast, which isn't the a huge Gold road Coast trip. though. It's at the Gold Coast. They haven't they, travelled. The longest travel they do in the first seven rounds is to Penrith. Yeah, and then round eight, obviously they've got to go to Darwin, but Parramatta's travelling further for their home game. That's exactly right. When you look at it, they're playing the Broncos in Darwin. They're playing the Broncos in Darwin as a home game, Parramatta. The Broncos also... They're taking a Queensland team to Darwin. They took the Cowboys there last year, I think, didn't they? they Take Melbourne. They got smashed. Yeah. Why do they do that? Like, I they play take a, a game lot to Darwin. Of games. Have you but seen their distance? South's close okay. to Darwin. South Go through Sydney. it, Go through it. Go through it. How's this right, though? But South Don't Sydney. Don't like an idiot. South Sydney later on in the season are taking one of their games as an exhibition to the Sunshine Coast. They're playing that against Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. Yep. The, the teams they play might it. be That's difficult. Dumb. Now, the back end of the year, a lot of these games are happening at the Gabba. Don't think that's going to make a massive They're in Brisbane. issue. But They're not yeah, tra- I didn't get that. Could you try? Hang on. Siri How do I turn her off? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She's turned off. No, no, actually. That'll turn her on. That's right. I better Google this. She's that hair talking. But do you know what I mean? Like you've got this. I looked I looked at it was only that I started because for the bottom half of the eight, I'm pretty sold on my top four because I think the Sharks, I, I thought, well, the Sharks games are the same. They play a lot in Sydney. Their travel away is fairly minimal. Then I thought, okay, let's look at the teams that aren't Sydney. Okay, Cowboys. Yep, they're, they're back and forward. They're up and down like a yo-yo. Where do I hit Brisbane? I thought to myself, these guys better not be banking on frequent flies this year because they're not going to have any. Yeah, when you go through this, it would be interesting to see if you're if you're a fan of Brisbane, actually have a look at how many games they're playing either in Queensland or, like I said, where. And we know what. Okay, why 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 take a game? And and I I agree with you, Griffo. As a South fan, I think it's dumb. As a club that makes a lot of money every year, I know why they've taken the the, the Broncos, the Sunshine Coast, because they're going to sell it out. The South fan, it's it's just it's just going to be a, a bums on seats, a thon, where they're going to sell merch. They're going to it's. Did you say what, Sunshine Coast? What's the capacity there? I don't know, but they should sell it out just in South fans. Because they'd make more. Yeah. Yeah. that's a big drawing game at at, at um whatever they call it. Olympic Stadium. Well, mm. you know what? You I'm, guys are South members. Paying. Mate, I'm a fan. Is that the sort of game you want to see? A hundred percent. I, you know what though, Griff? This and it, you might think I'm I'm bloody crazy here. If a, if South Sydney are going to take a home game to Queensland, take it to where it counts. If I can get my membership free to get in the Suncorp, I'll fly to Suncorp and watch them. Great venue for rugby league too, Shane. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if someone said all South Sydney members get in the Suncorp for free. It's about bums on seats. All right, I'll fly to see. I'll fly to Brisbane. I don't I mean, care. People, people of Brisbane, honestly, Bris- Brisbane's 
I've got the same sporting attitude as we do with Melbourne do. They yeah. would they would pay they pay good money to watch two seagulls fighting over a chip. Yeah. In the middle of Suncorp Stadium and still yeah. pack it out. Like do you know what I mean? I, I hear what you're saying, Griffin. I fully agree with you. Why have it at a ground that can hold eleven thousand? Because you'll get eleven thousand people watching South Brisbane in Sydney. You get double that. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Okay. I've just broken it down, guys. This is state by state, or obviously in uh the Warriors. Mate, best mate. Mate, best mate. This is a breakdown of the amount of games that Brisbane have in um, states and territories and countries. So they have one game in New Zealand, so in another country. They have one game in the ACT against Canberra, one game in Victoria against Melbourne. They only have three games in this whole season in New South Wales. So how many is that? Now all of a sudden, you've got six rounds away. They have one game in the Northern Territory. Seven. 17 of their games are in Queensland. 17 games oh. within Cooey of their home ground. Now, that's in why fairness, I, that's one of why those is at in. Townsville. I know. But for a team, for a, when you look at our competition and the amount of teams I'm in saying, Sydney, for only three me. games, if you're a fan of Brisbane and you live in New that's South what, Wales. That's what got me. Three that's games what got me, in the whole season what, in New South that's Wales. What, that's why I put them at eight. That's what tough made games. me. Some, they're tough. Losing, they're tough. Man. Don't get me wrong. Travel. They're tough. But you know what Not the other issue. thing is? You look at the teams that are going up there, they're usually two-game road trips. And they're the second team. Look, they're, they're a chance for the eight. Yeah. But I, you know. Yeah, I was um, just saying that's what got Look, me. there's about six teams that I haven't oh, put in course. the eight that are a chance. Um, a lot of people are saying, why is the Raiders, boys? Yeah, I, I think. Well, they're the, they're the only team I've got dropping out from from last year's eight. Yeah, a lot of people saying. Um, but I'm I'm not the best of judges at top. But no, eight. I'll be honest. Um, but with Brisbane, like they've, on paper, they've got a really good side. Um, Reynolds and his injuries is is a concern. Well, um, and you, you did have that now. a disclaimer. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, true. I, I think. But I think the question mark also is around the coach. Um, yeah. Wow. His record as an NRL coach, I, don't, right. I haven't got stats, but as a head coach in the NRL, I, I dare say he's he's not hit fifty percent of wins because I think he's only coached at the Broncos, and uh, they've not made the eight in either of his years of coaching. It seems that he's a number. At least some of his players don't have. Yeah. Huge faith as, in, him. in him as a coach, but the club just backed him. I think they give him a two-year extension. Yeah, but, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, I, I don't understand. It's not like anyone was saying, "Hey, Kevy, do you want to come and coach us?" Yeah. Um, you know, it's like when the Dragons gave Griffin an extension. On what grounds? Another like, thing that's crazy. Like, and yet, and and the funny thing is, you know. That and this didn't make the tidbits. It probably should have. You know, they're punching on outside the winning post at at Bloody Mudgy amongst themselves. Yeah, um, but, and and that wasn't a game. That wasn't play. Yeah, that was serious. I still think the funniest they're thing is that the Dragons are staying at a place called the Winning Post. I still think that's yeah. the most ironic thing about. I tell that. you what, though. To be fair, and I know they're not sponsors of our show, but I will give them a plug. Very, very good place to stay in Mudgee. Okay. Lovely establishment. Um, Maybe we should so get them on board. Looking at that, um, 
three of us have Roosters as minor premiers. Um, other clubs towards the top there. Benny's got the Rabbitohs. Uh, we've all got the Panthers in our top four. They are the reigning premiers. Um, we know that it's a new competition once the um, the season ends in the final start. Griffo, who are your premiers? I've gone with the heart, not okay. the head. I've written down, you know, as uh, for, for listeners. Three Pete. For listeners, uh, in our uh, tipping comp, we... Uh, we do a top eight and premiers and a few other things. And I've got the sheet in front of me. I've just been doing it. Um, and then Benny mentioned, I think it was, or someone mentioned Valentine Holmes. Uh, Benny, I think it was. I had him down for top point scorer this year. Um, but yeah, I've gone Panthers. And that's, you know, 90% heart, 10% head. Um, if you're asking me where the rest of my head is at, um, I'd probably say Roosters. Um, I'm basing that only on the roster of the respective rugby league clubs. I do think the Rabbitohs are a really big chance this year. Um, even though they didn't sign anyone, uh, there's a lot of stability. They only really lost uh, Smashing Baby. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if they lost anyone else, but they look uh, they look settled. Um yeah, I think they're going to, they're, they're a big chance. And, uh, you know, if I was saying with my head, who do I think the grand finalists are, I, I would say Roosters and Rabbitohs. And um, obviously I want to see Penrith there and I want to see Penrith win. But if I take that out of the equation, what a grand final that would be. <laughs> um, never has it happened. Um in, in all of the history of, of, of uh, the NRL and the, and the competitions mm. that preceded it, those two famous clubs um, no. have never competed in a grand final. Sydney would you go want, nuts. If, uh, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear a? No, do you want to hear a story? Do you want to hear a story? In uh, 09, they were meant to meet in 09. The Roosters or Eastern Suburbs, as they were, football club forfeited. And yeah, you're getting confused with Balmain. I think it was Balmain. I know, okay, that'll be later. There was a later one where South Roosters, where Roost, the, the Eastern Suburbs football club forfeited. And, um, and, uh, and the story goes they had a mutual agreement to forfeit, but the club of South turned up. <laughs> I might have been about me. I thought it was the Roosters. I, about, I, thought yeah. was, I thought it was the. I thought was that. I thought that story was to do. Or what was it? Nine twelve. I don't know. You're you're older than me, so you might know. One of them. I wasn't. There. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there. But yeah, I was around in twenty twelve. Yeah, I was the there, um. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I actually thought they had met in a final. I'm not going to put you on the spot there, Griff. I actually thought that the first final. Um, no, in 1908 uh, was South and East, and South beat them. But uh, I'd have to look that up. But well, uh, obviously, in the modern recently, day, what what the story was was they never played in a final, like okay. any sort of semi final, until a few years ago. Yeah, that's that was the story. No, 1908 it was. It was 1908. South was yeah, it 1908 look. the forfeit. 
Uh, my well, he, the historians are going to have a field day with us. I'm pretty sure that um, South beat no. the Roosters in a Can't game. Can't job. Well, if they won, if they won them in the game, that was it. Yeah, I think it was about May 1909 Grand Final uh, forfeit, but uh, I think they showed up and kicked off and said, "Buggy, we'll take the points," and that's actually counted as one of the 21. So God love them. Um, but yeah, look, that'd be probably the biggest game in rugby league. Um, Who's your spoon, Griffo? I can't go past the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I do think they're going to be a better side next year uh, with those two big signings, um, Flagler and Farnworth from the Broncos. Um, and, and we'll see probably, and I think they're, They've got a lot of dead wood in their squad. Um, I don't know why they signed so much dead wood, but I think we'll see some of the dead wood will clear and we'll, um, we'll see younger players come through. Um, and and I, you know, I think Farnworth's a really good outside back uh, and, and Tom Flegler is, a, is an origin player. Um, so I think next year that they're going to have a better year than this year. Uh, I think they'll struggle for depth this year. And I just think they've got too many old guys um, in the forwards, particularly. They need a bit nine as well, Griff. I think that's the uh, that's my big sticking point with the Dolphins. As you said, 20, 2024, that forward pack on paper, Jesse Bromwich, Tom Flegler, Felice Capusi, Kenny Bromwich, Tom Gilbert at lock. That's an outstanding forward pack on any mm. any team. Yeah, I think but I think some of those guys are too old, but, but I think Gilbert's a really good player. And I think Flegler's a really good player. Um. Anyway, uh, for for this year, I, you know, I had to pick one. I've gone Dolphins. I considered clubs like the Warriors, the Dragons. Um. I don't know who else I considered. Tigers? No. No? No, I, I, I think the Tigers are going to be on the fringe of the eight. Um, likewise, the Bulldogs. Likewise, oh, likewise, the Titans. I actually think the Titans have got a really good side on paper, but I didn't put them in my eight because they burned me last year. <laughs> um, I really, you know, I, I do think that the Titans are in for a good year, but... Uh, I just can't put them in my eight because they let me down badly last year. They were woeful. But the, I actually I, think Kieran Foran adds a lot to that Titan side as well. Yeah, and Verrills. security he needs. I think Verrills and Foran, um, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of good players. Uh, Foran brings leadership. Verrills will give them direction around the rock. Uh, and they've got, you know, I don't want to bang on too much, but I just think, I don't think they're going to be anywhere near the spoon. Um, but I, it was a, a choice in oh, and Newcastle that was the other one. I knew I had four in mind, stuck with the Dolphins. Benny. Who do you think? Who you grand got, final, mate? Grand yeah. or grand final first? No, let's go. Let's go. Who's oh. your let's go? Your premiers. Um, well, premiers I actually think I'm gonna go with Smokey this year, and I actually reckon it's gonna be the Cowboys year. Wow, oh. lots of there is a lot to like about the Cowboys. As far as I'm concerned, and I think the fact that they got so close last year, they'll be better for it. Adding Jimmy mm-hmm. Tamo 
off the bench. You got three hundred games of experience there. Good, good, um, steady head. They're not going to have um, Tom Gilbert's ill discipline as well. Oh. Tell Malala will be allowed to do his thing. Helam Lukey is back with his um, the balloon. Ace- the balloon will the fly balloon. again. Yeah. yeah. Jeremiah Nanai's just getting better, but they're spine with uh, with Scott Drinkwater as well. Chad Townsend. People, you see a lot of hate for Chad Townsend online, and I actually quite I think he's quite a good stable head for what the Cowboys needed. I think him and his influence on Tommy Dearden last year was what sort of got the Cowboys over the line. Scott Drinkwater is fantastic at fullback. And um, you can sort of see why, even looking at their back line, why they didn't really put up a fight to um, keep the hammer. Yeah. Because the hammer was going to be the next big up-and-coming thing out of there. I'd have the hammer in there before a couple of them, Benny. Um, I'd certainly have them in there before... uh... Hiku and, and Felt. I think the Hammers, he's a game breaker. But I'm those guys got the job done last year. I also yeah, think Gilbert's a big loss, actually. Money. I like Gilbert. Um, but they're still, they're, they're, they're a top quality roster. Also, I reckon Reese Robson might be a boulder for New South Wales this year, too, if Cook has a slow start. I don't think Cook will be there. But he's, 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 Reece I Reece think Robson's a big chance. Depends on how up he goes at the Tigers. That's true. Well, it's Appy, he is the best number nine eligible at the moment. He's a three-time grand final winner. But uh, Robson's on the up, and uh, I think Damian Cook, I think his rep days are probably behind him. Should go back to beach sprinting, hey? No, he's a great player, but I just don't <laughs> think he's as good as those other two in, in you know, now. Yeah, yeah. He was a great player at his best, and he's still very good. Well, I can still remember him running around at uh, Penrith Park in 2008 playing fullback in the under-20s. He's come a long way from... Uh, he, he represented his country and, and his state, and, and he yeah. deserved it because he's a quality player. Absolutely. But I think he's on the downhill slide of his career. And the other, just... the other guy I really, really love is Reuben Cotter. Welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. Yes, him and the Sweat Hogs will have a good year. Absolutely. Who's your spoon? Who's my spoon? This mm. this is one I was hard to deliver. Well, found a hard hard time deliberating it, but I think the Dragons. Yeah, mm. the, uh, they've written a book on the introduction to self destruction. As yeah. Shane said, they uh, had a nice punch on in the winning post. There was no blue corner and red corner, but uh, they just I just don't see anything. Apart from controversy, just this is too much, uh, too much going on outside of the outside of the um, out of the playing that's sort of influencing the group. I don't understand Griffin being re-signed for two years. Oh, oh when it was, ben, yeah, I agree. Ben Hunt's outstanding, but I he's got no fun with him. Griffin will be lucky to make the season. Yeah, yeah. you know, Benny, yeah, interesting point you raised there. You know about that uh, the fight. Two guys in it. Is that right? I think it was his. Uh, it was Michaeli Ravalara versus Zane Musgrove. Yeah. Well, Musgrove if they had one more in there, they'd had the same number as they had players turn up to their presentation last year. <laughs> the others <laughs> were at the barbecue. <laughs> and it's funny and kind of ironic in a way because the word that Griffin was all about when he was at Penrith was culture. Three players with a um, end of, end of season presentation. Right? What does that say? No, oh, it's yeah. all, it's it's wonderful. 
Yeah. And I just think there's too many, there's too many egos, too many guys that think they that have had their egos pumped from from a young age that are overinflated. I'm looking at Zach Lomax, who could be amazing on his day. Who you could just see, you can see his head gets as wide as Stewie Griffin when he's out there in the centres on the edge waiting for the ball. Jack Bird as well. Mm. Jack Jack yeah, Bird hasn't he fallen off the perch? Oh, he fell off the perch before he uh, before he went to Cronulla. But yeah, I, and I like what you, you know. I know you look a lot in the preseason form, Benny. That first half, they were blown off the park, and and and, and you know what? There were elements of South Sydney's game that weren't great. They were just blown away. What was it twenty six nil at half time? Yeah, imagine if that's an NRL game. The people go home. They've got Junior Ramon still got his court case hanging over his head as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, After yeah. he went to town with a hammer on a tradie, yeah. have the offseason. There's one that sort of went quiet in the uh, in the news for a bit. I just, I just think they're a sinking ship, and they've been a sinking ship. Yeah, pre-COVID, ball-born barbecue. Look, this just yeah, yeah. You're right. Like this, they no, is... lost Rumsey for the year. He's a yeah. loss. Yeah, only player Cody Rumsey. I hope he gets better soon too, because what he what he's going through doesn't look real pleasant for the poor no, guy. He's got so no. much potential. And I know the people of Molong love him. Last yep. time I drove through there, um, mid last year, there were signs up: "Go Cody," with Dragons logos. Proud little community out there. Yep, hundred percent. We do wish him well. Yeah, no, nah, all the best to him. Um, Shano, we know you've got. The Roosters as minor premiers, do they do they get no. the premiership for you, or does another team come through in the finals? How much of this is this again? Oh look, okay. is this, this a head, heart? Is this a head, head? heart? <laughs> can I can I can I say? Can I say who I'm going to? Uh, you know I'm going to say the Rabbitohs, right? Yeah. And I'm going to say Rabbitohs. Can I say it for one reason? If they're fit and they don't win. They need to clear the decks. There's some significant personnel that under that 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 need to that, that need to be told they can't play finals football. Regular season football, yes. Final football, no. Um, I just look at I just look at their roster. They've got a lot of young players that are coming back, sort of from injury. That these guys that were fringe first graders, um, they're coming back from illnesses or injury. Um, I like Blake Taft to fourteen. I think oh, he's. Really? I think. I think he's going to set. I think he's. I think he's going to be something that. He's going to be something that we've never seen from South. I think, although we'd all love to say, can we have um, Latrell at, at centre? And I think Latrell looks a different. He's a bit different this year. Like um, South Sydney have been sponsored. Well, they're. Their sort of um, apparel sponsor is uh, Ringers Western, uh, all set up by Latrell Mitchell. Um, it's like he's taking a really a, a real active role in ensuring the success of the club. Um, I, I know I know the inside stuff, I suppose, and, and there's a part of me that says, knowing the inside and the background stuff, if they don't get there this year. I really don't know what more they can do with this with these personnel. 
it's almost at the point where you have to say, do you need another, do you need another five, eight or do you need, no, when we won in 14, people forget that the guy that really sprung us to life was, was, um, was Luke Keery. Luke Keery, 100%. And, and he sprung us to life and he was that five, eight that, that all of a sudden slipped in a roll with Adam Reynolds and, and, and it was, it was peaches and cream. I th- I'm, I think that's what Taft will do this year. Um, I think there's a st- I think there's a building phase, slight building phase in that role, but injury. The reason why I've got them there is they're the most stable club in the NRL. They're the one with the least amount of changes. They're the one with the least amount of hiccups, you know. And I think I'm pretty fair in saying that. They haven't bought anyone because they've only, and Griffin, I said they've only lost one. I think that that, given that, and what we saw in the preseason when, you know, a lot of people talking about depth, we've got this young guy, Talis Duncan, who looks like he's going to, be on the fringes you know it's going to be very interesting to see they're going to have to do the same game Penrith did you know they're winning games and their reserve grader winning games and their juniors winning you know what I mean so that's what South needs South South will need a very strong reserve graded team to 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 step in when the chips are down should should origin or anything happen but um it is a bit with my heart, but there's a lot of my head saying if they don't win this year, they're probably not going to win um, for a while because they've made some purchases which have probably snookered them. So I think for the coach and the staff, Sam Burgess back bigger than ever. Um, really getting those you now from what you hear at Fordland at South Sydney, they're very, very happy uh, and keen to and, and loving working with Sam. You know, I, I, that's why I got really frustrated with this Latrell thing because this is actually the most harmonious off season it sounds like they've ever had. And then all of a sudden, and to be fair to Latrell. He's come out and he hasn't hid from it. He said he's he said he was sorry. He's he's done some stuff for the club. He's done some stuff for the community around the club post that to sort of atone for what he did. And yeah, I just look at it and I just go, you know what? If there's a club better than them this year, come grand final day, I don't know what's left for them. And that some that that was Penrith last year. If Penrith didn't win last year, what more tricks could they have? What more could they do? They couldn't, you know. It's it's like it's like what do you do? And I think that that's that South is somewhat there for me. Anyway, you go, um, Gray. What have we got next? <laughs> I was actually going to ask you who's getting the spoon. Spoon. Oh, Warriors. Oh. Ooh. Okay. That's interesting. Um I had the Dolphins. 
Yeah, I think and a lot of people are going to have the I Dolphins. I felt bad. I felt bad for him. Sorry, <laughs> the Warriors. The Warriors are the next ones. I'm like, no, it was, it was charity. You know what? I, I, I sort of thought I love about that. it. I thought, I, you know why? You know why I took the 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 the, the you no, know I took the Dolphins off the bottom. Is the Wayne factor? Wayne can win games with really rubbish clubs, like that that you don't think he could win. Like when remember when he when he had the Broncos, they had a decent roster, but they sometimes played above their weight, and I think if he can do that with the Dolphins. I just think he's going to get – he's never had a club which really were down and out and, and, and unharmonious. Except for Newcastle when he said – Yeah, the, Newcastle. Was, uh, yeah. I think Newcastle was just – it's just – But it was a sinking – That was just a ship. sinking ship of, of – yeah, that was sludge. He was trying to – he was trying to turn sludge into drinking water by – Get him to a pre by filtering it through his fingers. He did, yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Decent. I thought he did that's pretty decent. good. Yeah. I I just think the Wayne factors when he left, not going to make it happen. Like you know what I mean? Because sometimes that's it. Like I look at I look at um, I remember reading this article many many years ago when the the Warriors made the grand final or made the finals and then made the grand final and James Maloney yeah. spoke and he spoke about Ivan Cleary and he said no one. He, he said something like, no one rides the wave more than Ivan, which makes you want to not only ride it with him. I'm paraphrasing here, by the way. Yeah. Not only want, do you want to ride it with him, but you actually want to carry the surfboard if he actually fails. And that's Wayne. Like, like I, I genuinely think he's going to have a club which, yeah, they're not going to be able to find a wave but they'll carry Wayne's surfboard to make it look like it. Like that's what, like I know I've seen Wayne at South and I know what he did at South. And, and I look at, I look at it and I just go like, they were just, you know, it, they were demoralized when, when Seabold left and he got them to one game from the grand final was upset. They didn't win. Like it, it, it's like people want to walk on the, the, the dragons when he was there Gone to a grand final. Yeah, you got into a grand final, and and I think that I think that when you look at, I just think the Wayne factor. Okay, hey, sometimes hey, the Wayne cool. factor won't win you win you a grand final, but Jesus, I reckon it could get you off the spoon. Get you off the spoon. That's a fair. You no, know I mean that's 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 my that's my thing. You got you got me second guessing. I tell I you, the Dolphins. I tell you what though, Benny. I tell you what though, Benny. It was flip a coin between um, Warriors and Dragons because. They did not impress me whatsoever in the preseason games, and and DWZ can run eighty meters if he wants, and you know the short comeback that the Dragons had, I, I thought they were they are a shambles. Yeah. DWZ's haircut's the most glorious part of it. Oh, when it runs, when he, yeah, majestic. Yeah, he should he be got, made. He got Griffo's grab the other week. Yeah, I, I always thought that was a stitch up, but um. It's, it's interesting you mention that, mention that Wayne Bennett factor because I have the Dolphins as a spoon and now I'm kind of second-guessing myself. But yep. I think it's I think for a lot of people too, in all fairness, it's a bit of the um, it's a bit of the unknown. I think people find it's easy for the new kids oh, on the block. Look. And I think the To be fair, on paper, on paper, they're... The team, yeah. On paper, they're not great. 
No, but and I think a lot of people talked about the lack of marquee signings and so on and so forth. And I, I love the um, I love how the media spins it like they said. Bennett wields the axe for round one, and we'll talk about the team in round one. I'm like, wield the axe? There's no one to cut. They haven't played a game. Like, it's, it's it's just a lot of it's a bit of a beat up. But um, look, I got the Dolphins as a spoon. Um, and like I said before, like my uh. My premiers for the um, for the official bit of paper they gave into Griffo the other day, I did have the Rabbitohs as the premiers. I think part of that is hard overhead, but in saying that, um, I, I, I don't want to rehash what Shane said because it's going to sound like a rerun, but I think that it's it's a case of this is their year. I, I think all the stars are aligning. They've got the players... My concern about the Rabbitohs is depth. I worry if they have a few key injuries, that might ride them off. Even going into round one, um, Veely's out for a while. Sele's not there for round one. I actually have to do a bit of digging because Jacob Host isn't in the squad at all for round one, which is a bit of a mystery for me. So I know I haven't heard anything about an injury there, but these are those little injuries that might uh, impact their depth if they've got their top 17, they're as good as any team and there's as much of a chance as anyone. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think this is their opportunity because uh, next year, year after, I think their squad might be uh, might be impacted. So if they're going to do it, it's going to be this year. Might be a bit more heart than head, but um, you know they're in, they're in with half a chance, so why not tip them? Well, I think Cody Walker's the key for, uh, for South Grey. Yeah. Cody, Cody, Cody now is what Sutto was to you guys for for years and years. If Sutto's on, South will win. If Cody Walker's on, and he's not listening to the head noise and getting caught up in the moment, you guys are absolute diamonds. But yeah, if he goes, he has one brain snap and then loses it. That's when you guys sort of uh, you're like a runaway train. And then the you, make, you make a great point there because John Sutton at only a few years before we won the premiership, I remember sitting at games, I think a couple of years before that premier, before he captained South to that premiership. The, I remember hearing people, and you, you, I know you frequent Rabbitohs games as well, Benny. There were people calling out for him to go play for Norse, who were the feeder club at the time. People didn't even think he was first grade standard, let alone to be, um, you know, lifting a premiership trophy after forty three years. And I, I think you make a good point there too. Um, Latrell Mitchell's the key. He is, you know, you mentioned Cody Walker there, but Latrell Mitchell, um, when he is on, he's arguably the best, if not one of the best players in the league. And when you've got those superstars around the park, um, you're a chance. I think one of the biggest keys to South Sydney's success, and if they are, if they don't win it this year and we're looking forward to uh, subsequent years, I think if South are going to be a chance after this year, they have to re-sign Jai Arrow. I think that's going to be a big story around Redfern, uh, Jai Arrow coming off contract. He is more important to that squad than people give him credit for. He's a genuine superstar, and I think he needs to stay long-term if South are going to... um, uh, If they don't win the comp this year, if they're looking at the year after, so on and so forth. But... um, yeah, look, you know, we make all these dis- these decisions and these predictions early on. Um, it- it's very hard when a ball hasn't been kicked in um, 
regular season footy. And the other thing that's hard to pick is, you know, who who are the players that are going to stand out each week? Who are the players who are going to make a difference for their clubs? And I'll tell you what, Benny, the, the fans at the moment, um, they're really scrambling at the moment to get their team finalized for Supercoach. Now, this is something that uh, Shano, Griffo and I have dabbled in in the past. And to be honest with you, it's something that we've kind of fallen off with. And um, I'm one of those people who have done Supercoach before round one and picked a team. And I look at that team and I think, geez, I can't believe everyone else doesn't have this team. This is, you know, the winning team. And then they only get about about 200 (laughs) points. But we know that this is something that you've been across and that you're really, um, you know, you're really savvy with. Uh, I just want to ask our listeners to succeed. And this is part of the rugby league success. Definitely. It's all about the listeners. And we're just all about having a good time. That is, and, and and really with the super coach, there's, there's a lot of different aspects of it you got to look at because you are working with a salary cap. I want to ask you about your super coach team this year, and first of all, like who's your cheapy? I want to start off and get people sucked in and go, okay, here's the guy I can get for nice and cheap and might score me some points. Who who's your cheapy? You know, whether it be of the round or the year so far, um, well, who do you think you got to have at the moment? There was a lot. There's a lot of lot of good cheapies out there. Look, if you listen to all the all the talking heads at the telly, it's Tommy Sankster and that. But the guy I cannot go past for my cheapie is actually from the Titans. Yeah, he's a he's a winger who's he scored six tries in the preseason challenge over the two games. Yep. Alafina Cam Pereira. Yeah, he's, he's a centre winger. He was the, he was the top try scorer in the Queensland Cup last year. Absolute motor on him. He's big. He's powerful. He's strong. Knows how to find the try line. Knows how to stay inside the uh, sideline as well. He looked outstanding. In the bits of Q Cup I saw last year, he looked brilliant too. And he's only, I think he's only just turned 20. So Cam Pereira for me is one, but the other one that you talk about the Wayne factor and the uh, and today or yesterday's big headline. Oh, you're going to bring up. With the axe, Isaiah Katoa. Yep. I, I agree. Was he two hundred and sixteen thousand, Benny? Yep. Something in that regard, and which which has caused a bit of controversy in its own right as well, because all the other cheapies have been uh, two hundred thousand, eight hundred. Yeah, Katoa because of his, his uh, international status has gone up to the two hundred and sixteen, even though he hasn't uh, kicked the ball in anger in the uh, NRL field. Can 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 I um, can I? What what do you think of Jermaine Hopgood? He's at two ninety eight or thereabouts. I'm excited Benny. for Jermaine. I'm really excited yeah. for. Him. Yeah. Well, I actually think that bit of super. Paris I thought Wilson. that super coach gold there. Yeah, Jermaine's fantastic, and I've watched Jermaine come through from SG Ball at Penrith. I've seen a lot of him come SG Ball the twenties, captain the twenties, captain New South Wales Cup. He's on the fringes of first grade for so long, and he's just yeah, outstanding. And they're two great players to have on your reserves list because, uh, come come uh, Origin and buy time. That they they're gonna they're gonna get used. Well, that's the buy is gonna be the big um big influence. Yeah. In Super coach well, this year too. You've almost you know you're gonna you, you, there's nothing worse than buying a cheapie. It gains in value, and then you can't get them back. Oh, that's exactly right. And even two, oh, I'm gonna pick up this fellow. Oh, he's got to buy round two. Oh, so I can't cash in on him until round four. Yeah. Yep. And then the ship sailed. Yep. Or like you look at you look at Manly with um, Josh Schuster out for two weeks. Yeah. Not that you'd uh, not that I'd pick up Cooper Johns, 
for my no. team in RP, but Kaya Weeks, who's on the bench in uh, 14 as a backline utility. And, but the thing with Josh Schuster is, is Josh Schuster, not bad to bank away. What is he? Five eight second row, I think, double for four for two forty. Yeah, two forty thereabout, two forty one thereabout. Like I saw him and I went, wow. I'll bank like, uh, him for that. Yep. Mate, that's why you're all over it, Benny. He oh, is all right? over it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit. I'm gonna can, go the opposite yeah, end. Can of the I scale. also look at the hammer? I know I know we look at cheapies under under sort of two fifty was it was it cheapie officially under three hundred thousand? Is that what we call it? I'd say under three three hundred years a yeah. few that were on that. Can I can I comes. throw out there the hammer three thirty two hundred? Yeah, wow. Combine that with Isaiah Katawa, Shano, and he could be on to something. Can I also give you this? Is that he's also um um can I also uh, the Hammerside tail by Fido? He's also a double position player this year, and that's the big thing you got to look at too. That off, yeah. As I was sitting with uh, with the chameleon today in our uh, in our workspace, and I was looking looking busy looking through all the uh, all the numbers. <laughs> well, the dual positioning thing is huge, and that was where um, interesting uh, ones to sort of look out for, and for me too. The whole dual position thing, I think a bloke like Brandon Smith that's going to bite this year. Because he's gone from a um, from a dual position, second row, forward and hooker, to just a straight hooker. But you don't know how Trent Robinson's going to play him. Mm. Is he going to play 60 minutes at hooker and then Jake Turpin come on? And then he move into, he move into the forwards? Is he going to play 45 minutes at, at hooker and nothing else and gas himself out? And he's sitting on just below five hundred thousand, but you don't know what you're going to get. There's a guy called uh, for the dogs, uh, Paul Alamotti. Yeah, what's he? He's just over two hundred thousand too. Like interesting. He played SG ball last year, Shano, and absolutely carved it. He's he's huge, like big body. It's and I think um, and and Griffo says it in the right in the order that I I can never remember. It cracks me up. Good old Charles Nickel Clockstad. What were you calling I can never remember it, but it cracks me up every time. I, I think he's at three. Uh, he's official, just over 300. Official pronunciation, Chameleon. Oh, I think we got, we've got... We've lost the Chameleon. Is he muted? He's, we can see his mouth moving, but we can't hear him. We'll have to just double check with the Chameleon there. He might be having technical difficulties. It's a bit unusual for him. So look, that's a bit of an... In- yeah, he does. That's a bit of an interesting change. Um, and that's one of those things you've got to keep an eye out for, as Shano said this year, Benny. Um, some of the changes, because you do have players moving from dual position to single position and, and vice versa. That's where Nico Hines last year for Supercoach was absolutely fantastic because you had the dual positioning on him at fullback, fullback and, uh, and half. And that's what got a lot of the bigger teams over the line. Is he? And, and, um, what's his status this year? Is he exclusively a half? He's exclusively a halfback this year. Yeah. Mm, so that the, might the, one of the, a bit on points, and we one most, put them in. Most expensive halfback as well. One of the wow. classics. One of the, the classics year. this year is Sean Kepi. Was I think he's now the front row forward, second row, 
and he probably will end up playing lock. <laughs> so he's starting at um, starting at front row this week. Yeah, yeah it's it's funny. Yes, that's true. That's very true. So did did you just say that Nico Hines is the most expensive half? So he'll cost you more than Cleary. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Um. Basically, because of where of yeah what he did last year. What What are your thoughts on that in regards to value? Because obviously Cleary. Um, He's in a team that's going to do well, score a lot of Cleary's points, going. goal kick. I mean, I have him for top point scorer this year, so you'd think in Supercoach, the, the players that score more points on the field will, will impact. But, um, I mean, uh, we're talking about the top players now. Uh, you, well, who's, got, your best, who's your best toppies? Um, who's who's your must-haves? Who must you who have? Because you you've got Tedesco. to spend some... Yep. Tedesco is one number one. One number yep. one, number one. Mainly for the fact that the Roosters are ruthless. And you don't know what's going to happen with Tommy Turbo at the moment too. So yeah, yep. my, my must-haves this year, Tedesco, Valentine Holmes, Cody Walker, Nathan yep. Cleary, Cameron Murray, Payne Haas. Yeah, yeah. And Harry Grant at Hooker. Yeah, okay. Very good. I, 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 I always like that in Supercoach, the Murray-Yo conversation and I just think that it, it's funny they're always about the same amount I always look to see which is going to give me the best um, um, try assist rate who's going to be that final pass to, to put someone in and in off season it just looks like Murray's doing the job I don't know news passes for, for South fans I know, I know uh, news just in your uh... Uh, yeah, yeah. Other show knows they yeah, are big yeah. super coach player as well, and him and I are always talking about super coach. And he was constantly frustrated by Murray moving to, to an edge. Yes, he put the yes. captain on him every week. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. And the other thing is because because you in that cent- the thing with the thing with that centralized lock position, you you need those tackle counts to to, to get the to get the to get the numbers done. That's exactly right. That's I agree with you. I agree with you, Benny, on Cleary. I think when you look at um, goals, when you look at try assists, when you look at scoring tries, um, points-wise, he just he just has that edge. Um, kicks in general play, good kicks in general play. Never throws a forward pass. Um, you, you never you never see Cleary get deducted points no. after a game. You know, like his super coach points will come up. And you know if it's at fifty-two, for example, it'll never drop to forty-eight when they when they redress everything. It's always fifty-two or above, and I, I like that about Cleary. I think he's he's good. Uh, Benny, I'm going to throw the not because I'm a South fan, but because I know every man his dog wants to put this guy on his Super Coach team. Latrell Mitchell is he worth the try assist? Because I just don't see the meters in him. Well, I don't know, and that's the. I, I I don't I'm see the meters really, in far as really coach. He'd be, yeah, he'd be I, expensive, I, wouldn't he? He he doesn't. Uh, give it's it's Latrell. It's Teddy Teddy Turbo. Latrell's third. Yeah. Look, the way I see it, Benny, and, and please, you're the guru, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh he's he's good for the try assist because you know that final ball to AJ is going to get you points. Uh he's a goal kicker, so there's the points as well. He doesn't kick in general play, rarely kicks in general play. 
but it's just not the meter eater of someone like Dylan Edwards who who's who's going to get you know the meter the meter the meter you know he's Dylan Edwards will still get try assists. I, I just I just sometimes think for the price, it's just not worth some of those. The, the assists are good, but the meter's just not there. Oh, that's exactly right, and that's why that's why as your fullback options, Teddy and Teddy and Tommy Turbo are you are you safe? Are you safe bets? Same same with the five eights as well. Like you look at Cody, Cody Walker, yeah, talking about before, but he he can it, what if he has a brain snap? Yeah, he'd be buying at second question points. Yeah, but Cameron yeah. Munster's the same as well on the same table. Yeah. True, true, very true. And, and I think that's the problem with that five-eight role. Like, if you're not throwing caution to the wind, you're not winning games, and and, and just bite you on super coach. Um, the other uh, thing I want Harry to Grant. ask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's actually yeah. one to, to talk about because um, he can kick. He, he he doesn't mind a kick, is, and um, is he your best option I, in a hooker? The, what what do you think? I mean, you can afford him. but Harry Green, yeah, Benny, I'm putting you on 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 sort of on the spot here because I haven't I haven't looked that far into it. We probably need we probably need news just in. Um, here, uh, repeat set points have they gone up? Did I hear? Oh, I believe that's what I read the other day. Yeah, I thought the same. So, so Harry Grant is going to be, I think he'll get more repeat set points than the most. I think the big thing with Harry Grant, though, Shane, I was reckon he'll play 80. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Because they've got. Melbourne's bench, you've got Tyron, Tyron Wishart, but mm. Tyron Wishart in the 17 is more of a, oh, he'll cover 5'8", fullback. Maybe throw him in the centres if you need to, but he's not a dummy half. Yeah. They've let Tyson Smoothie go to the Bronx as well, so they've lost that other dummy half option. Yeah. So they're, they're down on troops as well. Yeah. Would you have him vice-captain, Cleary captain? This this week, I'd have, uh, I'd have Tedesco captain this week. Yeah, because the uh, because the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Oh yeah, fair yep. call. And then I'd have yeah. Mel, I'd have uh, Harry Green's vice captain. Yeah, okay, fair call. Yeah, um, he's he's double points. It's going to look good. I reckon the Roosters will put fifty on Recluse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I call you tell you're a fan of the let's, podcast. Let's start. Let's Redcliffe. start calling Redcliffe. Why not? Yeah, let's just call him Redcliffe. Bugger it. Um, one thing I wanted to ask, um, Benny, before we move on, this, this Super Coach Insight's been amazing and this is something that we've, uh, we haven't really had so far on the podcast, so it's great to have. It's a long season. This is the toughest part about Super Coach. You've got this squad that looks great for round one, but it's a long season. Who, who should we be keeping an eye on? Well, I actually think that one of the guys I'm actually... Shano's... Uh... Shano's a little golden boy. I actually like the look of Talos Duncan. I really like Talos Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. um, um, Carl Olaapu, who was the uh, young halfback that the Broncos had, that was in a bit of an arm wrestle with Redcliffe that the Dogs picked up. He's actually got a start in New South Wales Cup with Josh Reynolds and the halves this week for the Bulldogs. So if Kyle Flanagan doesn't pull up his socks in the first few weeks... There might be a fair chance that uh, Carl might end up in the uh, dog's first grade side at some stage, because Seraldo's not afraid of blooding a young young fella, and neither is Gus. 
And Gus wouldn't have put the kid on a uh, on a decent deal if he didn't think he had the potential. He's probably right. one. Griffo's uh, Griffo's man, Gordon Chan, come Tong. He could be a uh, good bench utility for Manly. Yep. I think the chameleon's either he's hibernating or he's. Uh... Can I? Can I? Um, I don't know if I, the chameleon realizes. Can I add one? Can I add one for you, um, <laughs> Benny? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I I reckon Bailey Hodgson at the Knights. At the Knights, that's Josh Hodgson's nephew, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just think that I think Cal and Ponga will will end up playing five eight at some point in the dealio, and and I just think well, here's a guy who. He might just get more game time than than what was first than what first appeared, and and they're the kind of guys you want. You know, all of a sudden these guys that you know when people are on origin, people are on duties, slipping him in. And the other thing is, he's a he's a double double position double player. Position well. player. Yeah, he got he got peppered in Back that first trial against uh, yeah against South think, but I think I think I think I think a bit out of his depth. A fullback, but um, with with Kale and Ponga, if and I think Kale and Ponga will move to five eight. I think they're going to have to shuffle the deck slightly. Well, I think um, well, they might be on the Titanic, but they'll be shuffling the deck. Yes. Yeah. Well, they've lost. They've lost a bit of backline depth as well. There's a um, young fellow by the name of Christian Mapalangi. Yep. Who they've uh, got big wraps on, who's had another sustained another season-ending injury as well. So there, that opens up another, and he played a bit of fullback and a bit of centre. But they got picked up Lockie Miller from the Sharks as well, so I reckon Lockie Miller might might make that fullback position his own. But I actually think that um, I think KP and Jackson Hastings in the halves is the stability that the Knights need with a fit Jaden Braley at hooker. Yes, remember that a couple of years ago? Braley's off season was just outstanding. Like it was, it was you know, just get that form back. Yeah. Well, he's coming off uh, coming off an Achilles injury. Yeah, last season had the ACL. The that's hard, season. isn't it? Like that's that's a hard injury, Achilles, mate. It, it, I reckon if 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 three black cats look at your Achilles, you know, in the wrong way in a row while you're crossing the road and it's number thirteen out the front, you, it'll it's it's bad. There's something about Achilles injuries that players just do not recover well from. Well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a living example of that because that's what stopped me playing sport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Horrible. I thought I tore my calf though. I thought I'd done a Nico Hines. Yeah. Jeez. Thank God for Valium the uh, the night after <laughs> the home. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, Benny, we really appreciate the insight and super coach there. Um, and you'll be back. You'll be back during the year, Benny, won't you? Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah, we'll, good, we'll need good, to, good. That's what we want. We'll need some updates on it. And we've talked a lot well, about rugby league. Is it and time? I think, I think it's, it's time. time. I think it's time. For a long time, for the first time in a long time, we're about to preview around. So um, I tell you what, fellas, get ready. It's time for the two-minute tip. All right, there's the kickoff for the season. Let's hear the first whistle. There it is. It. We're kicking off. We've got round one to preview. Oh, geez, I'm excited. And it all kicks off tomorrow night as we're recording this. As you know, we record on a Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, the 2nd of March, will be the first game of the season. We've got the Eels taking on the Storm. This game is going to take place at Combank Stadium in Sydney. Uh, we do have the late mail news here, fellas. Um, Bailey Simonson has dropped out of the side tonight. Uh, he was named earlier on the week, but he yeah. um, 
has uh, he succumbed to that assumed shoulder injury he suffered in the grand final. We'll see how we go. Uh, Lumi Lumi's in. Uh, he's joined the Eels on a training trial deal this year, so very interesting to see how he goes. Um, Wanga Blake, Matt Dury, Bryce Cartwright, all been named. Sean Lane's a big out for them with the busted jaw. Nathan Brown's got that hamstring That's injury. That's huge. Ryan, That's a yeah, massive, massive injury for that, for that club. Sha- Sean Lane. Yeah, yeah, massive. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's massive a big one. Injury. That's a, that's one of the biggest stories I think injury wise. I know we talked a lot about injuries coming out of the off season, but the Sean Lane one I think is massive. To compound that, as I said, Nathan Brown uh, hamstring injury. We know that Ryan Madison is actually suspended uh, for this one. I know there was a bit of talk about that. Um, His own stupidity for not uh, being too proud. That, that's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Griffo. Yes. Got oh, you, Griffo. Yeah. 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 That's um, ridiculous. Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, there's nothing else you can say about it. What's the club so... doing he, there? He tried to do no. the back. Anyway, we spoke about last year. Yeah. Anyway. I, I was this... wondering why Sean Russell didn't come in for Simonson, he's, but I look he's and he's suspended. suspended. He's suspended. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really think he's a good player. Right. Um, that's it's unfortunate for the young guy. Opportunity arose, but uh, yeah. suspension. I don't know what he did. Another uh, Dominic's product as well, Griff Penrith boy, Sean Russell. Is he? Yeah, no, I thought it was. Uh... So is um, so is Zach Sini, who, yeah, I knew Sini was, but yeah, I, yeah, I see uh, Sean Russell, Blacktown Pats, uh, Ralph Hill, he the Doms, and then Blacktown Pats. He's okay, a big so he uh, Cambridge Blackwood. There you uh, go. Um, Speaking of uh, former Panthers, Jermaine Hopgood, he's in the side. And probably the biggest uh, inclusion coming from another club for the uh, Eels, Josh Hodgson. He's going to play his first NRL game uh, for them at Hooker. Uh, the Storm, when you look at the makeup of their side, they went out in what would have been round one of the finals last year. Um They've got some changes, obviously, forced from the team we're used to last year. Ryan Pappenhausen, as we said, uh, he's the biggest one of those. He's going to be avail- unavailable for at least eight weeks, we're hearing. Um, and a lot of players also leaving the club, um, looking to um, link up with head Dolphin trainer um, Wayne Bennett, uh, the Bromwich brothers, Felice Kafusi. You guys also mentioned that um, Warbrick, he's going to be on the wing there. Um, he's been rewarded for that strong trial uh, form. Um, Wishart on the bench, he's done well to get that uh, utility spot there. Um, some other players on there that uh, people may not be familiar with, uh, the likes of Jordan Grant, Chris Lewis, Alec McDonald, um, a bit of a new look uh Melbourne Storm side here we've also got uh to keep in mind coming into this side but not yet this week uh Benny mentioned earlier on Tarek Sims he's still out with that calf injury Tapo Maroa has a toe injury um so a few players still to sort of come into this side mm. but I think really the um the main story <laughs> here Shano it's it's not really the storm that we're used to no. But um, we, we've got to also no. remember with the Eels, a um, few personnel changes, but this is a team that, that they were the runners-up last year. Um, yep. I agree. They had a massive year last year. You've got them, and most of us have them, obviously, in the eight, but um, I do, you do. 
Benny's got them in the um and Griffo. We've all got them just making the eight. Um, in either I think you had them at seventh, Shano. So you're seeing a bit of yeah. a slide from the Eels. If you're gonna come up against the uh, Storm, though, um, they do have a few key players out. That it, it's a bit of a hoolathon, isn't it? And well, um, the, uh, the jukebox is not out there for Melbourne. Is the uh, is the big thing that well, I actually reckon para specials tomorrow night. Oh, Benny! Benny's done a two two minute tip in two seconds. Done it. I actually think honestly, <laughs> the big out for Melbourne is not Pappy. It's Justin Allen. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't mention it. Yeah, yeah, we talked, we talked about it. Blake. Yep, yep. I, I look. What do you reckon, I, Trainer? I think this is hard to pick them broken nose. This this game. Um, I look across the two players for me. I think for this game is Clint Gutherson, number one. Uh, Xavier Coates, number five. Strange you say a winger is going to do some things. I think Munster will want to play wide. I, I think he's going to want to hit Rima Smith and see what happens from there. I think it's same with uh, Tundra Rapia. Lumi Lumi on the wing, he's going to get bombed all night. Um, Brown and Moses versus Munster Rahone. And Hughes, look, I've, I've, got, I've actually got the storm in the nail biter. I, I think this is harder to pick than broken nose. I'm not as confident as Benny with the uh, Eels special. I actually picked the Eels early. I thought maybe, maybe the Eels, maybe the Eels, when I heard that Olm was out, I thought maybe the Eels. I just think the Storm just have a few players in some key areas. I actually think Harry Grant is just, is just, is just a great player. I think he'll run wide, won't he? Yeah. The the guy that needs to, I think the guy that just needs to pull his socks up, um, is Christian Welsh. I I think he's on notice. He's the captain, incidentally. I I think he's he's the guy who's going to have to really steer this ship. If they lose tomorrow, as 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 Benny said, and and the Eels win, I I think it's going to be what happened on the field and how's the slip sheet. Can I just say this? I think for for the first time in a long time that the storm is outmatched on the bench. Well, I actually I like Paris like, bench. I like Paris bench. bench. I do like Paris bench, and even their reserves, I like I like Paris bench more than the storm. I just think for me, uh, it's the storm. All right, Benny, you've got a lot to say about this game, and obviously, I think the fans are. Chomping at the bit to hear about why the Eels might win this, especially those uh, para fans. What are your thoughts here? Um, yeah, what 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 makes you so hot on uh, on para? I actually think we're looking at the the young Tom Mapier as well. Like he's come back. He may as well call himself old Tom Mapier now because he's <laughs> been out for a while. He's gone and done his Mormon mission. He's come back. Respect to him. Had a run with the Titans. But I think that yeah, the one edge is going to have a really inexperienced side on it, which will probably be Will Warbrick and Young Tom Lapier, and it'll be Remus Smith and Xavier Coates on the right. So I'm not sure how um, how Hughes will work with um, Hughes will work sort of floating across the Munster to get to the boys on the left edge. I think Tarek Sims is a huge out for Melbourne as well. So I actually think that Tarek Sims left edge, Eli Katoa on the right, 
have the two of those back rolls running in tandem, I reckon, would make Melbourne threatening. But Matt Dury looked really good in the trials. But I think the fact that you said it before as well, Shane, the bench. Parramatta's actually gone big on the bench. I can't remember the last time Brad Arthur picked the side without Jacob in the 17. Yeah. Which was a waste of bench for me. And I reckon that was part of the reason why Parra in the grand final didn't have as much punch in the, in the centre of the field. There was a wasted bench spot having Jake there. Makatawa, solid. Junior, Junior Polo and uh, RCG will play 30, 35 minutes in that first half in the middle. I think Josh Hodgson might uh, turn a few heads as well because what I saw out of him in the trials I liked. But also, it's, it depends on the Moses factor too. If Moses uh, if Moses parts the, uh, parts the seas and leads Parramatta to victory, they'll look great. But if this contract crap's still going on, who knows what's going to happen? But I'm, I'm still I'm still sticking with Parramatta. Yeah, interesting. And well. Interesting to see if that'll be a bit of a distraction because there's a lot of talk about what he's going to do, and we um, a lot of the talk is he's going to stay with Para. I wouldn't want to mark him Marcus Sebo either. Yeah, no. And, and wrecking ball. Did I did I see right that he's uh, re-signed this afternoon? I don't know if that's uh, news that you Siebel guys did. have seen as well. Seabell re-signed. Yeah, yeah so it was at 2025, yeah. I think they got him uh, locked up to. Um, Griffo, I know as the chameleon, um, you know, you're used to changing colours. There's a couple of players here that have changed colours, but... One thing I know that you've been very vocal about in the podcast over the preseason is the fact that you see the Storm struggling early on in the season, particularly without uh, Pappenhausen. Do they struggle to the point this week that the Parramatta Eels are able to defeat them? Uh, look, I don't think there's an easy game to tip this week. Um, I agree. Um, and this is probably the hardest game. Um, I, I'm actually tipping Melbourne. Um, which I'll probably regret. Um, Paris actually got a really good, uh, last few years, but a really good uh, record over the storm. In saying that, the teams are quite different to what they've been for a few years because of all these injuries and and uh, players moving on. Well, you know, Large amounts from both teams have moved on. I don't think either side is anywhere near as good as, as what they were. Um, a lot of that's to do with injuries currently. Uh, I'm just tipping the storm because they have Munster, Jerome Hughes, and Harry Grant. And I just think they'll get them home. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Power win. Uh, I'm looking forward to the game because I'm really not sure how it's going to go. Um, which which makes you know for for a lot of interest. Yeah, definitely a lot of interest there. And interestingly enough, like if you want to look at interest in this, and we love a good stat here. Um, the Eels actually have a pretty good record recently against the Storm. They've actually won their past four games against the Storm. I don't know if you guys were yeah, aware that's, of that's that. That's big. Yeah, that's a. I knew the record was good stat. recently, but I didn't realize it was four in a row. Mm. And given that that record in recent times, um, Griffo, the Storm have actually lost three of their four games that they've played at Combank. So don't have a great record there. But in saying that, I mean, you know, um, numbers lie and liars use numbers. Uh, the Storm haven't lost a round one game since 2001. Wow. 
Let's... That's a phenomenal record, isn't it? Like the fact that they haven't lost a um a game in that long. Sorry, Griff, I think I used uh the end of your two minutes there. But um I'm a bit with uh, I'm a bit with you guys. I know that Benny's got the courage to tip Para. I'm going a bit more of the safe route. I'm going the Storm with uh, with the caveat that I'm not surprised if uh, the Eels get the win. But um, yeah, th- these games like this, they're very hard to pick without seeing the teams play in full flight. But uh, I'll go the Storm. But geez, it's going to be a belter to start the uh, to start the season. <laughs> All right, moving on to game two of the NRL season. Uh, that'll happen the uh, early game on Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, this game's actually at Wellington Sky Stadium, so obviously being a um, Warriors home game, they're going to take on the Knights uh, in this one. So uh, for the team news, um, Nakore, Dylan Walker, Mitch Barnett, Chance, Nickel, Klockstad, Tamari Martin, all a part of a new-look Warriors team. Um, Willie is going to play his first game for a long time. I think the last time that we saw Brayden Willie was in round 18, 2021. Uh, he's been over there playing French rugby. Jackson Ford also making his club debut in the back row. Uh, I think he used to be at the Dragons. Um, Kalen Ponga, we are going to see at number six. Uh, we know he played um, a half a game there. In the preseason challenge, uh, I think this is the first time he's been named at number six, uh, if my research is correct, since round three, 2019. So a long time since he's been uh, named in the halves. But uh, we're also looking at Jackson Hastings partner- partnering him there. Uh, the reason, obviously, that they have that part- halves partnership, uh, Lockie Miller's going to be there at fullback. He's making his club debut. Um, big loss for them, I feel. Dan Gagai, a very experienced player. He's going to miss a game. From what I'm hearing, he's got a um, hamstring injury. Uh, Tuala's going to be there in his place. Um, Adam, Adam Elliott, Jack Hetherington there on the bench. Crossland's got the 14 role. And Tyson Gamble, interestingly enough, he's in the reserves. He's uh, number 19. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he takes place in this at all. Um, I'm going to go to our new special guest first, Benny. I'll be interested to see what you think about this one because these are two teams that none of us mentioned in our top eights. A uh, bit of a tough one for the tipsters to pick given that uh, they're probably going to be in a lot of people's um, you know, 1 to, to 17 this year in a similar sort of uh, spot in that shuffle in that bottom half of the eight. Well, looking looking at the, um, the other thing too that... Um... There's another great thing that nobody sort of looked at. Sean Johnson. I've seen a lot of footage of Sean Johnson over the off-season. It's the fittest I've seen him look in years. He looks happy. Glad to be back home. So it'll be interesting to see how he um, how he gels with Tamari Martin. But I actually think Newcastle is going to... Uh, Newcastle get the chocolates on Friday night. When I was uh, deliberating earlier earlier in the day with um, which coach was going to be the first one to get the uh, get the flick... Um, Adam O'Brien was the other one I was going to say was on that knife's edge. But the Newcastle side is the word that I sort of associate with them is potential. Like I look at the back line, Bradman Best had wraps on him for the last few years. It'd be interesting to see whether he can actually uh, fulfill his potential. 
I like the look of Jackson Hastings at seven. I think Jackson Hastings will be be a good stabilising influence on guiding them around the field and let Ponga do his thing. The Saifedi twins, if they both gel at the same time up front, they they're not going to miss David Clemmer up front at all, I don't think. Having Jaden Braley back as well is a huge, huge in for them. Probably the only thing I would have changed out of the uh, Knights starting lineup is I would have had Adam Elliott at lock and not Kurt Mann. Just with Adam Elliott giving you that bit more punch and drive up the centre of the field. He's not afraid to take a big hit. He's not afraid to put a big hit on as well. And Kurt Mann, I think he's a little bit smaller to be a lock. Do you think he'll so move around? Do you reckon they'll sort of use him in other areas? I don't know. When you've got Phoenix Crossland on the bench as well, like it's an yeah, interesting true. it's an interesting sort of way of doing it. Leo, Leo Thompson was fantastic last year in the game. He, um, he came off the bench and went into the back row or lock. Jack Hetherington, I've got so much love for Jack. Sort of knowing him personally over the years as well, and he, if I if I had a top five uh, NRL players to have a beer with, Jack would be probably number one or number two. If he controls and harnesses energy, he'll he'll be brilliant. And just the Warriors side, Mitch Barnett at prop. I don't understand that. When I mean, they've got some decent decent, well, Bunny of Fowler could have been out there starting at prop. Barnett's more of a back rower or a lock. And I just think that yeah, Newcastle win this one. It'll be it'll be a sort of twelve six. 14 sixes, I'd say it'll be raining down in Wellington anyway, because that's all the seems to do in New Zealand. <laughs> Bit of a low scoring, heavy track there prediction from Benny. He's got the um the Knights winning this one, Griffo. Um what are your thoughts, I suppose, on this game, especially considering the Warriors, they're at home and they've got some um some new personnel there coming into the team. I think you know, these two teams uh, are both going to be bottom four. Um, I don't rate either of the teams. Um, in terms of Kurt Mann, I think, you know, I think he's out there just in case someone needs some directions how to get to the toilet and he can help them out. And he'll just stay there with them and, you know, make sure they don't miss the boat. Um <laughs> So that, that's probably why he's... Stand on the you got to be careful here, because son. escorts are a penalty. So if he's escorting someone oh, yeah. to the toilet, there might be a penalty. Right, right. You don't want to slip on the tiles using his cleats. Well, if he runs yeah. out with a plunger stuck in the back of his shorts, she will know yeah. why. Yeah. Oh, so, um, shit, aside from that, I mean, you know, I'm just going to say, you know, I put my tips in earlier and I actually tipped the Warriors. I look at the teams now a bit more closely, and I actually think Newcastle look better on paper. Um, No, I don't think I'll do that, but I've got the energy. Uh, (laughs) um, No, I'll I'll stick with the Warriors because in New Zealand, um, Knights didn't really show much in the trials. Um, They have got the best player that's out there, uh, you know, when he's at his best, Kalen Ponger is is significantly the best of any of these guys that will take to, to the field in Wellington. Um, it, it's you know it's gonna it's it's a hard one to tip, um, but for mine because it's in New Zealand, I, I'll probably I'll probably leave my tip as the Warriors. Uh, but to both teams, to be will be making up the numbers in this competition. Shano. Ah, oh, look, I fully agree. Um, 
I've actually got the I've got the Knights winning. Um, I was I was pretty strong on the Knights as soon as I saw this game when I saw the teams. Um, I think their forward pack for the Knights defensively are far more sound. I just look at the people like Society, Brothers, Frizzell, um, Braley with uh, Fitzgibbon and Man. I just think they're a really settled forward pack. I think the middle is going to be far tighter than the Warriors. Uh, a guy for in 14, don't know if he'll stay there, but it'd be interesting if he does finish Crossland. If he stays there, it might mean they're actually not sold quite on what they're doing with the halves. Um, Catalan Pong will definitely there. Jackson Hastings. I think when you got a team like uh, Bradman Best, um, I think it'd be interesting to see how he is this year. Uh, the big thing is Lachlan Miller. If Sean Johnson decides to bomb the daylights, and it's probably going to be more Wade Egan, to be honest with you, the daylights out of Lachlan Miller, um, I, I'll i be very interested to see what happens with that young man. Um, I, 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 I looked at these two sides on paper. I just looked at these two sides, especially around the forward packs, and, and oh, I said the, the Knights. I... I, I, I I just think that I just think that when I look at the Warriors, this it, the, the defensive line looks like Swiss cheese. The the Knights are not much better, but I just think when you look at the Knights, they've got some strike power. They've got some people in key positions on edges. If, if Ponga can get early ball to Bradman Best, um, things can happen. Again, Dominic Young, early balls out wide. And and I just think their forward pack is just far more tighter. I've got the Knights. Again, I think I agree with Benny. I don't think it's gonna be it's gonna be massive. I, I just think it's gonna be yeah, Knights. Right. Yeah, this is a bit of a coin flip one. Um I I the Warriors. Um and I know this isn't one of those one this is one of those games where you couldn't have a go at someone for tipping either teams. This is how I kind of feel. I'm just really interested to see um, with Nickel Klockstad, um I actually think there's a few additions also too to the Ford pack. I'd, I'd be really interested to see how Barnett goes. He'll be up for a massive one, obviously, against the Knights. Um, and I just think that coming off the bench, I, I don't mind... Um, the versatility that Walker provides, uh, and also I've always been a big fan, and we could almost call him a couple rugby league favourite. I, I like Bunty Afoa, and I think Josh Curran is another one of those players who we probably don't talk enough about his impact for the Warriors. Um, I think it's going to be a tough one. Um, wouldn't have a go at a mate for picking the Knights, but um, I myself, I, uh, I like the Warriors in this one. <laughs> Right, third game of the season. Here we go. We've got the defending premiers at home. The Penrith Panthers will be taking on the Brisbane Broncos on Friday night football. Uh, we know that uh, there are a few changes to the Panthers team we saw go down in the World Club Challenge. Most notably, Liam Martin's back. Dylan Edwards, uh, the deserving Clive Churchill medalist from last year. They're back. They're good to go. Um... From the starting 13 of last year's grand final, they've got 11 of them there. So uh, some some superstars there for sure. As we mentioned earlier, Taylor May, probably the 
biggest uh, name missing from this team. The biggest story out of Penrith. He's out for the season. Um, Taruva will take his spot on the wing. Um, it's really up to him, I suppose, to hold that spot with uh, only some real uh, promising youngsters, uh, other contenders. But you'd uh, imagine that he'd be holding that spot. Former uh, West Tiger Luke Gardner is pretty much coming in for that Viliami kickout spot. Um, Sonny Luke coming off the bench. Uh, he's going to back up Matt uh, Mitch Kenny at hooker for the vacancy that uh, Apicorosau left. Kevin Walters, on the other hand, for the Brisbane Broncos. Um, their 17, most notably, is missing uh, star recruit Reese Walsh. Uh, he's got a fractured eye socket. That's a big concern for them, uh, not only for this week, but in subsequent weeks. Hopefully, he's back sooner rather than later. Selwyn Cobbo's going to go to fullback. Jesse Arthur's coming into the uh, wing in his return after a season with the Warriors. Um Other players here uh, that I want to point out, there's uh, Marty Tapao on the bench there. Um, he'll be in number 17. Uh, other talk we had in the off-season around the Penrith team. Um, I know we had a bit of a chat in the off-season uh, about Jamin Salmon and his role here. And I might as well talk to the man straight away straight away, who was saying that uh, he he expected Salmon to be part of the 17. That was you, Griffo. Um, he is there in number 17. Um, this Panthers team, a lot of people are expecting to to do a bit of a number on the Broncos this week. Uh, just interested to see your thoughts. It is at home. It is the start of the, the season. It's a Friday night at Penrith. Um, that's pretty much what you want if you're a Panthers fan. Uh, how do you see this one going? Uh, is this a bit of a danger game or is this a case of um, opening the season with a positive outcome and uh, it's uh, business as usual for the Panthers, for want of a better term? No, I see it very much as a danger game. Um, this Brisbane side on paper is just quite strong. Even though, you know, as you said, they're missing their star recruit, Reese Walsh. Um they got some some firepower in Cobo, Stags, Farnworth, in the uh, in uh, Corey Oates as well, uh, in the outside backs. There's there's plenty of points there. Uh, they're solid in the forwards. Um, corresponding game last year, Brisbane were were quite strong in the game, and Penrith didn't really win it till quite late on, and and that was the Broncos playing without paying Haas. Um, I thought the Panthers were quite flat in attack. Um, very few line breaks against St. Helens. They do have a stronger side uh, this week with Dylan Edwards back at fullback and Stephen Crichton in his rightful position in the centres. Um he will give them more attacking thrust out wide, Steve Crichton. Um, big question mark for the Panthers is around the dummy half position. Uh, Mitch Kenny is a solid, strong defender, but 
not a lot in attack. Um, so opposition defences are not worried about what Mitch Kenny is going to do like they would have been with Appy. Um, Sony Luke has that attacking flair and uh, I'll be interested to see how much game time he gets. Um, defensively, not maybe quite up to NRL standard in the past, but uh, hopefully, you know, that improves. I'm, I'm tipping Penrith, but I, I think it's going to be quite close. And, um, you know, I, I, I certainly don't discount the Broncos' chances. Shana, what are you thinking? Are you... Um, I know I know. as a Penrith fan, Griffo is a bit cautious oh. there. A lot of neutrals are saying that the Penrith are specials here. What do you it's reckon? It's got me worried. <laughs> I am Penrith as specials. I do too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Penrith as specials. Um, I just look at this side and I just look at the class across the two teams. And for me, Penrith just blow this side out of the water. They're my dead certs this week, Penrith. Um, I just look at them. I just go, I cannot see them losing. I've got. I agree with Griffo. I do. I do think there's some some interesting. Um, I, I do think there's you know for Penrith so I say oh, I hear there you now there might be some things. Can I can I go to the team who I don't think is going to win? Two players for me that need big games: Patrick Carrigan in number thirteen, mm. um, Kurt Capewell number eleven. Uh, we look at Payne Haas and what he can do. There is a uh, guy on the interchange, Palacia. I think when he if he gets a run and comes on, I really think he he's got to as a prop. He's got to assert himself. This is a guy who, in my opinion, needs to be. If if people are really upset with with Payne Haas or Corey Jensen is not quite their guy, he's the guy that needs to step up. To me, I look at Penrith. I don't need to talk too much about them. Their spine is brilliant. Um, Isaiah Mitch Kenny in at nine will be good. To, interesting to see. But you've got, you know, he's bookended by Leo to Fisher Harris. Cleary, Luai, Dylan Edwards will, you know, has done Phenomenal the job team. plenty times before. Crichton Tago, Brian Toto coming out their end, and they're locked by someone. And it's interesting, Graham, if you listen to one of our very first podcasts, how we talked up Isaiah Yo as being the next big thing. Uh, we saw it way back when we started this thing, and um, he is brilliant. He he is, and it's actually a, a good point to uh, to make here because you talk about starting the podcast. Our first season on the podcast was 2019, so we had 19, 20, 21, 22. This is 23. This is our fifth season uh, that we're covering here on Carpool Rugby League. Um, a bit of a milestone for us. Benny, um, you're very close within the Panthers, uh, I suppose. Uh, fold. Rank, fold, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to put there. Um, 
you're very close to the club. You're very close to some of the people within the club. Uh, it'll be interesting to get your insights here. Griffo was a bit more cautious than Shane being a fan. Uh, do you find that uh, being close to the Panthers here, that this is one of those ones that you can't take for granted? A hundred percent. I actually think that um, it's a game where we need to come out and make a statement. We, we've got to show that we're, uh, we've bounced back from the World Club Challenge where we were, we were bashed. We were bashed by a good, solid um, solid front row that St. Helens had. We're, we're missing uh, missing kick out, but I think the big out that we, we don't really understand how much of a loss he's going to be is Appy Coruscant. The mm. day that Appy Coruscant re-signed and come back to Penrith was it's probably the most excited I've been about getting signed. Things happen. Yeah. Because what, whatever ever Appy Coruscant did, he directed the boys well. He knew when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away, and when to run out of dummy half. Mitch Kenny is fantastic defensively, but he doesn't have the same smarts as what um, as, as what Appy did. Sonny Luke, on the other hand, I've I've had big raps on him for years. People forget that in that 20 side that, um, that Penrith had that was so dominant that had Cleary, Luai, Tyrone May, Isaiah Yo, Fisher-Harris. Well, Sonny Luke was a hooker. He actually won the... Um, the Players Player Award for the under 20s grand final. He was going to be an up and comer and then fell off the face. And of he was also the captain, Ben. He was. He was. And he's great potentially. He, he went to the Tigers for an opportunity and they kind of fell off the face of the earth. He's gone back to St. Mary's, busted his backside, played Ron Massey Cup with his uh with his brother and a few other people. And oh, when he when he popped back up in the first grade and debuted, I was really happy to see that because He's a fantastic player. The only other question mark I've got in the Penrith squad in the one to seventeen is um, is Luke Garner because Luke Garner wasn't really impressive in the uh, in the trials. I actually think that a signing that we picked up from the Broncos will push him to a start, but I don't reckon it's as clear cut as uh, as other games are. I actually reckon Penrith will win the tight one because mm. you can't get the Broncos side that they've got on paper. It's interesting because when you look at not that we condone betting, you look at the um the uh the odds and I've got the uh the sports bet variety of the odds up here. Um and I'm waiting for Griffo to say, Oh, that's madness. Brisbane Broncos, four dollars fifty. No respect at all, eh? Mm. Penrith Panthers a dollar twenty. Penrith are very short. And um I don't I don't have a lot of faith in those guys because I think they had St. Helens at six something. <laughs> did, yeah, did. it was but, it was glorious yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll be yeah i mean full confession there was a lot of cheering happening in my household once and now kicked the field goal but it's a bit of a jealousy thing i think uh given the fact that the panthers have been oh no it, so it was, successful it was, yeah it was good mm. it was I think more, uh, prestige needs to be put around the world cup challenges you guys outlined last week Mm. And I think for any, if it's a standalone game, it needs to be played two weeks after the grand final, not yeah. week yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that was that was. Yeah, it's I'm not a trial. Better. It's a it's a combination. Yeah, it's not a trial. Yep. Um, in saying that, I got Penrith in this one, and I actually, yeah. um, I think Penrith will win well. But I said that about the World Club Challenge. Um, I I think they're a quality team, and look, basically, when we went through our preview earlier, fellas, we had we've got a team here that we're saying. 
all of us are saying he's going to make the top four against a team that only one of us has sneaking in the top eight. Um, these are the games that top quality sides win. Winning in Penrith is not an easy thing to do unless you are the Panthers. Um, so, look, I'm, I'm going with Penrith with this one. I think that's a safe bet if you're um, in the carpool rugby league tipping comp this week. So, I also worry um, about a bit of World Cup hangover as well, Graham. Like, yeah, they're cool. Boys, yeah. Particularly the uh, the Samoan boys. Like, they just looked like, yeah. yes, they came, they came back a week before Christmas just so they were eligible to play the World Club Challenge. But they just looked, Crichton looked underdone. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a Samoa versus England rivalry happening here, isn't there, with the World Cup, Cup and the World Club Challenge? But... um. Yeah, yeah, they've played a lot of football in the off-season too. Good point, Benny, but uh, interesting to see how um, how they go there. I still think at home, if you, even if you, yeah, I mean, you've got to go Penrith. I think most people in your tipping comps, guys, will tip Penrith in this one, and only those who um, have some significant courage will be uh, tipping the Broncos. Uh, it's, uh, it's the Panthers from us. <laughs> All right, we now head on to our next game of the weekend. This will take us to Saturday. So the start of what is dubbed Super Saturday on... Super um, Saturday. Yeah, on Fox League. Uh, the first first game will take us to Brookvale, uh, Four Pines Park. We love a stadium that's named after a beer. We've got the Seagulls taking on the Bulldogs. A lot of talk about the Bulldogs guys in the offseason. They're coming up against a team that won the preseason challenge in the Manly Seagulls. And the biggest news, I think, in rugby league um, any week with team news is whether Tom Trebojevic is playing or not. He's yeah. passed his fitness test. He's going to line up for his first game since May last year, which is massive for um, uh, massive for the uh, Seagulls. Um, Schuster, as we mentioned, is not going to be there. So we've got Cooper Johns uh, partnering Daily Cherry Aarons in the halves. Uh, Brad Parker, uh, good old Hank Scorpio, he's good to go despite suffering a broken nose against the Roosters a couple of weeks back. Um, Jake Shaboyevich at chop, at a chop, at prop. <laughs> it's funny that I misspoke there because the other player I was going to mention is Josh Alawai. So, um, Oshay Ole. Oshay Ole. That's yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I wanted to get. Yeah, I think that's a source. I had. I had some. I had some. I had some schnitzel the other day with some Oshay Ole on it. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Josh, Josh, Alawai is uh, on the bench there. uh, One of uh, Valandi's favourites for the Bulldogs. There's a lot of talk about their team. and the new players in the team. But one player who uh, will miss most of the season is Luke Thompson. Uh, he injured his ankle at training on Tuesday from what yeah, we're yeah. hearing. Um, Brown's going to take over at lock. Um, Max King and Ryan Sutton are starting props. Uh, Pele and uh, Tanner coming off the bench. Billy Ame Kikau and uh, Reid Marnie will be playing. Um they're also without Pengai Jr. for what we're hearing about three or four, four weeks. weeks. Four weeks. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Hayes Perham, uh, he's going to have a crack at fullback um, despite uh, having a bit of an indifferent uh, game against the Sharks in the preseason challenge. Um, 
This is also a team, guys, that's got the likes on the extended bench of players such as your Braden Burns, your Josh Reynolds, Andrew Davey, Ockenbaugh. There's plenty of um, players there in the reserves. Also some uh, carpool rugby league, rugby league favourites and regulars <laughs> in the reserves. Uh, oh, I'm on fire today, aren't I? I'm a mouthful of marbles at the moment, but um, the reserves for Manly, you've got the Condon, you've got uh, Morgan Harper, Chen Kum Tong, um, all on the reserves, so it, very well, interesting to see. Just disappointing that uh, Yoko Ono's not there for the Bulldogs. Yeah, mm. yeah, the, um, the the spiky stuff in the grass, the bindi, the bindi Ono. Um, <laughs> You got you got Lionel Richie out there for mainly uh, all all night long. Yeah, he's, he's on the yes. reserves bench. Yes, yes. If he doesn't, oh, this is this is the best. Um, Shane, who's yeah. gonna win? Well, well, I, I I think Manly. Can I just say? Can I just say? When I look at the the bulldog side, um, I look at I look at like. Hayes, Hayes Pernum is playing fullback now. That's it. That's he's, he's traditionally a five eight, who's done a few things. Um, you've got Ockenball, who's down there doing things, and Braden Byrne. You've got one of the best players in the World Cup, and Josh Adokar. Why not just chuck him at fullback to get ball to get you know get the ball in his hands like. He can catch a ball. He can run. Like, why wouldn't you just throw him in there and just go, mate, we're, we're stuck this week. We're, we're light on. All we need you to do is catch the ball and just run. Like, like either way in defense, you but you know, you're not going to have, you're not going to be in position. At least you've got a guy who, if they have a good defensive set, is going to put him on the front foot. I, I, I found that bewildering personally. Um, look, I think I mean, he signed to go to the Bulldogs in the first place, so that was one of the reasons that yeah, booting when he signed to the dogs. Yeah, I, I just thought, I just thought to myself, you know what? Looking at their 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 team this week and look who they got, this is the perfect week to chuck him in at bloody fullback. But anyway, that's just me. Um, look, Tom Dubrovich is is in fullback for the Seagulls, absolute superstar. I think their one six seven nine is very very. Uh, settled their spines done. I, I think their forward pack is 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 very good. I I you know you can't you can't be brilliant at the start of a at the start of the competition when you're building these combinations. I think if I I think the dogs look like a side that quite aren't quite sold on their team yet. I got the I got the seagulls quite easily. Seagulls easily. All right. Um when we look at these teams, guys, I mean, the new kids on the block and the big talking points, I suppose, around the Bulldogs are your players like your Reed Money, Viliame, Kikau, Griffo, uh, the latter there, Kikau, he's a player that you have watched very closely over his career uh, at the Panthers there. What does he add to this team? And also, too, linking up with some of the former Panthers and in, in um, players like Matt Burton, because this is a... This is a team that's that's starting to get a bit more of that influence, and people are having a bit of a a bit of a joke talking about them being, 
you know, the the, the Canterbury Panthers with Crichton coming next year. But obviously there's some influences there and some uh, some real talent coming across from um from the uh the champions in Penrith. Yeah, uh, in in relation to Kikau, I, I, what does he bring? I think he brings, uh, you know, one of the best second rowers in the NRL to to the club. Um, he he's got a consistency to his game. I, th- I thought last year was his his best year all round. Um, when he burst onto the scene, he was a wrecking ball. But, you know, he, he was a bit error-prone and um, could make mistakes in defense. Um, last year, probably his line breaks were down, if anything. But he was a decoy a lot of the time. Um, his defense was rock solid. And, and uh, he came up with a number of charge downs, some of which led to tries. Um they get they've got high quality with, with him there. Um, it's it may take a little bit of time to gel with uh, the guys who are going to be feeding him the ball. Um, but uh, he's a threat. Uh, I I lean towards well not lean towards I'm pretty confident Manly win this game actually. Um, the Bulldogs for all their off off season signings, the the team doesn't quite look as strong as what I thought it would. Um, they're missing players, uh, as mentioned. Uh, Davida Pungar Jr. is not there. They've lost Thompson. Um, New Brown was at the Tigers as a hooker last year. Comes in here as a thirteen. I- I'm surprised Andrew Davy isn't in the seventeen somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, whether his trial form wasn't good, I don't know. I didn't really see them play, but. Um, he's been a consistent player for power and then Manly. Uh, I, I thought he would have been good enough to to make this team. Uh, Manly, on the other hand, apart from Schuster, uh, I think they're pretty close to full strength, including Turbo. Uh, they'll be turbocharged, and I just think uh, I think at home that they, they, they might be a bit too strong for the dogs. But I still think the dogs are going to have a good year. What do you reckon, China? How much of an impact does having Tom Trebojevic in a manly team um, have? I mean, he's, he, he, really, a lot of people will look at uh, whether Trebojevic is in or out for their tips and, and even factoring into the top eight. Because if he got injured tomorrow like he has in previous seasons, a lot of people would say, well, I'd, I'd have him out of the eight. Absolutely. Tom... Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If turbo. Know, if your last name, if your last name's Dubovic, you got to be in the side. Like, if you're not in the team, then then they're a lesser side. Like, yeah, three of them this week. All three are in. He's and you know what? Um, Benny talked highly of preseason form. Um, the younger Dubovic play very well. I, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If your last name's Dubovic, you're in. You're doing well. So, Benny, thoughts? Thoughts. I actually looking at, as as Griffo said, I actually the dog side is not as strong as what I thought it would be. I'm still not hundred percent convinced on Hayes Perham as a fullback, although he played a lot of it for um for Redcliffe when he was up there at the Dolphins and at Par at Wenty. 
I actually might have. I would have gone with. I would have gone with that O'Carr. I would have given Braden Burns a go at fullback as well because Braden Burns played a lot of fullback coming through the lower grades at Penrith and at South. I think Jake Abarillo is too small to be a centre. I think um, someone like Tolotau Kola is going to be licking his lips with a matchup of um, Abarillo because Kola's got speed to burn. Last year when Manly played Penrith at Penrith, Kola was one of the... Um, on the wall, I've never seen a guy say quick. He almost went zero to one hundred and um, two point six seconds off the mark. He's lightning, lightning quick. And as I said, you got the Travoyevich factor. I actually think Ben Travoyevich is probably one of the best players across the board over the trials. He's also a contract at Manly this year, so he's looking. He'd be looking for a big year to try and um, get Manly to lock him long term, like his brothers, Ethan Bullimore. I like as well. I think he'll offer a lot off the bench. Jaden Tanner debuting for the uh, for the Dogs, another Penrith junior. He came through Penrith uh, Harold Matz SG Ball twenties. Not bad for a front rower, but I yeah I question I question New Brown at lock as well. I actually think for the um, to get the Dogs fans excited, I would have had Josh Reynolds on the bench in fourteen. I think mainly mainly comfortably. And the other one that the other signing that we, people forget is uh, Kelman Salungi. Who's come across from the uh, from the Tigers? I think he'll be outstanding in the back row as well. Mm. Yeah, for me, mainly, mainly yeah. every day. And you can't you can't beat the Four Pines Park unless you pet. You got you got you got love a love a ground named after a beer. Uh, it sounds though like we're all keen on Manly here, guys. Um, I I think to to sort of sum up the the consensus here, it's um mainly a win. Uh, but we're, we're going to see an improved dogs this year. I think that's probably a fair way to say it. So, um, yeah. We'll go, I think the uh, dogs, dogs 24, 25 will be the... Uh, it's like everything. Like People bag the five-year claim and Gus at Penrith. I think the dogs the dogs rebuilds a five-year thing as well. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the thing... I, I, that's a great point, Benny, because a lot of people did, and it was it was that it didn't happen in the five years. It, it it did end up happening, and and it, it's actually created some very very good success. You know, two in a row, three peat on the cards. Like that's all come from the fact you keep your juniors, you 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 build a solid coaching base. You know, it's all the formula was there. I I agree with you. I think that's a very very pertinent point you make there. Mm, fair point. Um, I think bringing, I think bringing the uh, all of the old boys back too with the old with the culture of the um, the dogs of war. Yeah, and like listening to a bit of YKTR sports, hearing how passionate Willie Mason was about the dogs. Gus has brought Mace, Bobcat, Sonny Bill, uh, Marco Mealy. They're all back. They're all doing things around the club. Josh Reynolds said he wants to jump into an ambassadorial role when he leaves the club when he finishes his time. I think getting that culture around the club will benefit the club like tenfold in future. It's massive to have those people that are actually passionate about the club itself, not just about rugby league, but the want the club to succeed. I, I think that's a massive uh, thing for the Bulldogs, and um, we'll see an improvement obviously this year. But I think obviously in this one, guys, uh, if you're giving advice to the tipsters, uh, Manly's going to be the team that you'd recommend. <laughs> 
All right, next game on Super Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Uh, this game's going to happen up at Townsville. We've got the Cowboys hosting the Canberra Raiders. For the Cowboys, we've got James Tamo coming back to the club. This will be the first time he plays for the Cowboys since 2016. He's going to come off the interchange bench. Um, Cohen Hess, uh, he's going to play in the second row. Uh, he's uh, pretty much filling in for the departed Tom Gilbert, um, which is really the only change I can see from the starting 13 of last year's game they lost against the Eels to get into the grand final. Um, Tanua Brown, he's overcome a rib injury that he got in the All-Stars game earlier this month. He'll be on the bench. For the Raiders, uh, Sebastian Chris, he's been given the uh, nod to have a crack at fullback and replace Xavier Savage, who also broke his jaw in the preseason. Rapana's going to be on the wing. Uh, Smith Shields returns the NRL for the first time since 2021 in the centres. Josh Papali'i, he is out with a calf strain. Um, He is... um, uh, I don't know how long he's going to be out for. They're only thinking a week or so with that one. So we'll see how we go there. Um, Danny Levi is making his debut at Hooker. Starling is coming off the bench. Very interesting choice there. Shano, um, Cowboys, one of these teams that we've mm. all got entrenched in our uh, top yes. eight. Coming up, against the Cowboy- uh, coming up against the Raiders, who are the team that we're all expecting to, um, to drop out this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think this. Look, I don't think this is clear cut as what first appears, but I do think the Cowboys will win. Uh, Cowboys across the park just have far more class. Tom Alomo, you, you know me. If you're going to talk about spine, you've got to talk about the lock. Tom Alomo, Robson, Townsend, Dearden, and Drinkwater. You throw in there, Valentine Holmes, who, who I, I agree will come very close, if not win the most points of the year. Uh, Peter Hiku, the other centre. I think they've got... I, I think... Don't discount Kyle Fell. Like, he, this is the... He's a stalwart of the game, and he's just... He's been around the block a few times, knows what to do. Love their forward pack. McLean, Robson, Cotter, Hess, Nanai, Tamalimo. I just think they're great. Granville uh, in number 14 this week. I, I just think that, you know, it's... It's a very, very balanced side. Um, I, I just think that they've got it. Um, um, I'm going to say this. Guy. I always, I just can't throw it out. Shabaski, um, if I've done Shibasaki. that wrong, yes, please. Um, Shibasaki. 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 I just can never get it right. He's a guy. I've more, more problem with his first name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get him up. Get the um, Yeah, I, I just think he's someone. He's on the reserves, but watch him in the lower grades. Look, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about Raiders. I just think that when you look at Sebastian Chris, uh, fullback, not 100% sure about that. Uh, Smith Shields, unknown what we're going to look at. Rapanar. I think he's at the stage where we can more or less say rocks and diamonds. Depends on his uh, temperament. I've got Cowboys, guys. Benny. Um, Cowboys, for you, I know when we went through our top eight earlier on, you had them coming at number two. 
You have them right up there. Um, is this one of those gimmies for them? I don't. It's like everything. Round one's hard to pick on form, but I look at I look at Canberra's side. Xavier Savage is a huge out for them. Yeah, for six or eight weeks with his broken jaw, and I'm actually surprised that Sebastian Chris got named in the fullback jersey because I. I'm sure he won't play there, Benny. I'm going to be a reshuffle. Ruffin will play there. Chris will be He'll have to. He'll have to. I just can't believe that was put on the team sheet. That's smoke and mirrors. That's smoke and mirrors. But you know what? Like, you just never know. Like, gee whiz. Yeah. I think that they're going to miss Nickel Klukstad. They're going to miss Josh Hodgson. They're going to miss Ryan Sutton. So I think Ryan Sutton had a lot of, added a lot to that um, Raiders forward pack. Having no Papa Lee is going to be massive for them as well. But they've got a ready-made um, Papa Lee clone in Adam Mariota, who I've seen carve up in the lower grades for Mounties the last few years. He's a good, good solid front rower. Emre, Emre Gould looked good in the trials as well. But Cowboys at, Cowboys at um, Queensland Country Bank Stadium were always going to be a hard, hard proposition to beat. Well, I think the the spine, a solid spine for the Cowboys with a lock, as Shane said. Lock up your spine. Cowboys are, Cowboys will get it over the line. And yeah. I think um, EQ's defense and Cole Felt knows how to finish. And there's, there's going to be a big game moment needed in the game. How many of those has Cole Felt mm. come up diamonds for the Cowboys? He probably doesn't get enough credit as a as a finisher. I know a lot of people talk about other try scorers in the league, um, but he's been around a long time, and he's he's one that you can sort of set your watch to. That's going to um, do the right thing if you give him the ball within uh, a couple of meters of the line. And you're talking about um, talking about um, Shibasaki on the reserves list, the um, hitting jersey nineteen, Riley Price, mm. son of Steve, nephew of Brent Tate. He's uh, pushing for a spot. It's been going really well from what what I've seen and what I've heard. So he might um he might crack the seventeen at some stage this year as well. Yeah, a bit I of lineage. Bit of lineage there for sure. Uh Griffo, um, are you as keen on the Cowboys as the other fellas in this one? I certainly am. Uh I've actually um in four tipping comps uh on our tip footy, including uh, our carpool rugby league tipping comp and um, game, uh, of course. Details on Facebook. Yep, yep. Details on Facebook. So um, join up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. So details there. I've actually got uh, the Cowboys as my, uh, you know, my knockout pick. Um, wow. For every one of those four. Competitions. I thought about splitting it, um, but no, just stuck with them. Um, I just think, uh, for reasons that we've you know been mentioned, I, I, I don't. I was really surprised Danny Levi is is the nine. Um, you know, obviously, you know the, they signed him. I don't know, but the coaching staff there obviously sees something in him that I don't. Um, you know, he's been in the NRL to, to his credit, but. I don't think he's ever been a real effective number nine. Um, you know, solid at best. Uh, I think Wolford and Starling are have ahead of him, but you know, um, those those backs. I'm sure they won't play in in the positions they're listed. 
I just think Cowboys are a better team on paper. They're playing at home, um, and they should win. Uh, Canberra down on strength, as Benny mentioned. You know, Josh Papali'i and Xavier Savage, uh, two notable injuries. Um, Cowboys not quite at full strength. They're still waiting for the bloom to come back, but uh, they look strong. I'm, I'm going with them. Yeah, I agree. I think the Cowboys are much stronger here. And as you mentioned, I think Savage is a massive loss for the Raiders. Um, but not only that, too, even if they're at full strength, I think I'd I'd be um, pretty keen on the Cowboys. I just think that they're a better team across the park. I think that they're going to do some great things this year. And I think that they're a well-coached side. And when it comes to um, getting all the little things right in their game, they're, they're a team that can do it. Really interested to see how James Tarmo goes back at the club. Um, for him, it's a bit of a homecoming, and I think a lot of players would um, associate James Tarmo with being um, a cowboy. I think that's, even though he's had some success, obviously, um, you know, clubs like Penrith and so on, uh, I think when people look back and they uh, remember James Tarmo, they, they often think about a cowboy. So uh, looking forward to seeing how he goes this week. And... Um, yeah, I just think they've got too much class across the park. I like the Cowboys in this one as well. Okay, all right, our sixth game of the weekend will be the last game of Super Saturday. This game will see the Cronulla Sharks take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, both of these teams, all of us fellas have put in the top eight for this year. Um, the Sharks are at home. Um, and they actually went out last year to the Rabbitohs in the finals. Uh, but uh, I suppose the biggest news this week, as we mentioned uh, throughout the show, Nico Hines, he's out with a calf inju- inju- injury. Uh, his place being taken by uh, Braden Trindle. Um, State of Oregon, Kafusi makes his club debut off the bench. Uh, he spent a few seasons at Parramatta and now is at the Sharks. Um, Hunt out with an elbow injury, so Hamlin Newelle starting, Jack Williams on the bench. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, um, <laughs> you'll notice if you're having a look at the information on NRL.com, they mentioned that Tane Milne has a game to serve on his suspension and that they're um, <coughs> advertising that Thompson's taking his place. I would actually suggest think, uh, that he's even... taking when... his place anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't think yeah. it's a suspension keeping that out. Considering the guy got injured and that's why he got the kick in the first place. Yeah, so Thompson, uh, really for mine, back from the injury that kept him out of the uh, latter half of last season. Hamesele out with a calf injury, uh, which... Um, he suffered during the preseason challenge. That's a big uh, loss for them. I also mentioned Havili earlier on in the podcast out as well. Blake Taff uh, has uh, won that number 14 jersey. Shaq Mitchell has a spot on the bench. Um, the only player here, I don't know if you've got any insight into this, fellas. In the 22, I can't see. Jacob Host, not sure no, where no, he no, is. Must not, be injured. Not named. Um, not named. Um... Very interesting. Very, very uh, interesting. Considering Michael Cheekham is. Um, One of your anyway, faves, Shane. Keep talking. What's that? Yeah, One of my faves, but I, I'm not. I'm not. You I'm dropped not, off I'm, I'm not up to have the chat yet. When I'm, when you call me to have the chat, I'll, I'll give my 
I'll give my. Uh, it's 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 okay though, Graham. That um, Jacob Post isn't named, but Eileen Gordon is in reserve grade. Okay, <laughs> Buddy Ooh, Buddy God. Gordon still. He's he's, he's actually Buddy Gordon has been playing uh, the last couple of years in reserve grade, and and, and to be honest, uh, probably a shout out to <laughs> Eileen Gordon. Um, people probably remember him as being the um the young spark in about. 2007 it would have been when South made the finals for the first time in a long time. Um, to still be playing football is a fair effort. Uh, I think these days he's playing in the back row, but um, realistically... He was doing out of Penrith as well. <laughs> he did, yeah. But realistically, Benny, with the um, with the omission of Nico Hines, uh, I know the betting agencies have swung the um, the odds in the favour of the Rabbitohs. I think a lot of punters this week, uh, Ben, will be saying that Sears are probably the safer tip based on the um, the fact that uh, Nico is missing for the Sharks. He's he's X factor, complete X factor for the uh, for the Sharks. He without without him uh, steering the team around, they they don't look like they don't look like the complete side that they are. Raiden Trindle's really good, but without Matt Moylan taking the wheel a little bit and sort of guiding them around, I think, yeah, South just look complete. And I'm actually excited to see Isaac Thompson get a run on the wing this week. Last few years, he's looked good in reserve grade, but, I mean, there's not much to dislike about the Cronulla side across the park either as well. If I was uh, if I was the Dolphins and I had my open salary cap, the first bloke I would have signed was Dale Finucane. The second bloke I signed was Cameron Murray. The two locks, fantastic. Britain, Nakora, and Koloa Matangi. Be a great battle as well in the back row. Props are pretty well on par. Cam McInnes, an extra ex-South boy in Dragons. Mm. Well, dude, I actually thought they might have played... Uh, Played for Nukin into the back row, moved McInnes to lock. Wade Graham on the bench is an interesting one too. So I wonder how much um, Braden Trindle is going to play if uh, Wade Graham is going to come on in, into the halves or he's going to come on to an edge. But I think the only, only thing that's sort of, yeah, Jacob Host not being in. Liam Knight's still a little bit off as well, isn't he? Coming back off um, his ACL. Yeah, There's there was enough. also some other implications with Liam Knight too. I know it broke this week that... Um, he was also struggling with yeah, and um, he he actually has has come out and said that recovering from the injury, he's had some issues with um with alcohol, and he's actually been off the drink for a little while, and he's um been seeking assistance for that. So there's some um some some challenges there for for Liam Knight as well. Well, I think uh, yeah. forward wise too. I think Daniel Saluka for federal. Uh, I think he'll push Shaq Mitchell. Uh huh. I think South, South comfortably without Nico Comfortably. Wow. Yeah. Are you think, as com- Sorry, as confident? Sorry, Yeah, pretty much. I reckon they'll, uh, I reckon they'll uh, do a number on Cronulla. Wow. Well, you reckon, Griffo, do you have that that same confidence in South Sydney that Benny's got that... Um, yeah, I, I do. They can knock off um, a team that you've got coming second... Oh no! I dropped him year. down to fifth. I dropped him down to fifth. Oh, sorry, I, I changed it. Yeah. When when Benny it. said, uh, oh, I think it was Benny said, Nico Hines likely be out longer than a week. I thought, mm. well, um, you know, that's it. 
But that shows the impact that he's got. You, you effectively with player. Hines is yeah, it was the best player in the league according to the um, yeah. Daly M uh, vote last year. Um, it's, it's a huge loss, isn't it? It really is. He looked fantastic in the All Stars game as well. He was brilliant. Mm. Uh, related to him being out, question to anyone: uh, mm. Who's going to kick goals? Is it going to be Trindle? Uh, Trindle, I'd assume. I. Because Nick Hines is a pretty handy goal kicker. I, I just thought it'd be. Bill I Ken thought instantly Bill. Trindle. It'd be Trindle or Moylan? Or... I reckon Will Kennedy. I thought Trindle. Like, when I when I had the same question you had, Griff, and I just thought. I, just yeah, I think Trindle. I think it's Trindle. He's not a real good goal yeah. kicker. He he's hit and mm. miss, isn't he? But but yeah, they don't have a lot of depth there. Not that I don't think it's game's going to be decided on on goal kicks. I think Souths are going to win well. Um, they pumped them last year in the in the finals game, and uh, Nico Hines was there. Um, uh, you know, I, I I won't come out and say they're going to pump them again, but I'm pretty confident they win. Um, and you know it's it's a Sharks team. They're they're a good side, but you take the best team, player out of any team, and, and and they come back to the field somewhat. Um, it'll be a huge effort if if the Sharks can win this game. It's going to give them a huge amount of confidence for this season. But I, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, Shano, you, you had a few things you wanted to say. Oh. <laughs> uh I I just wind it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just look at this game and I just go right. Okay, got two minutes. Um, South Sydney one to seventeen looked very good. I I, I I'm interested with the Michael Cheekham uh, uh, inclusion. I thought during the preseason he was actually a bit is found wanting a little bit. So his inclusion over certain other players is quite interesting. Uh, when I look at the not the Sharks. I think we need to take, you know, take your best player out. That that's hard. Will Kennedy has to have a really good game. Talakai, will he find the the form he had last year? That's my biggest question. Moylan Trindle and uh, and Braley this week will they be able to do it? Hamlin Uela, I've got massive wraps on. I just look at these two sides and I go. The guy that's going to make the difference, and everyone's going to go, oh, it's Mitchell. Not nah, for me, it's Cameron Murray. I think Cameron Murray in at lock, just being that ball-playing lock, putting it out wide. I think Keelan Kolomatungi running wide, again, ball-playing out wide. If there's one feature that that they, that uh, Demetrio's got is that he wants all the forwards to be able to play the ball and uh, – not pass the ball, I should say. Uh, everyone has to play the ball. But um, I think that's a really good thing. Blake Taft's the guy for me. I just want to see what they're going to do with this kid. He's got he's got, he's got, got talent and bucket loads. Can I add for someone on the bench for the Sharks, who I've got a big soft spot for, who I think if he if he gets in the game, can reap havoc, Cameron McInnes. Um, yeah, I've got the Rabbitohs winning. Um, and when you look at it pound for pound, they've got it across the park. Yeah, it's a bit of a different preview with uh, Heinz being out. I feel like this game 
earlier on in the week was um you know it was, it was a bit of a worry it was it was one of those things where you think oh geez this is going to be a really tough game but I, I just think that Nico Hines being out for the Sharks really pushes it in South Sydney's favour I think our preview would have been very different fellas if uh if Hines was playing but it's all ifs and buts and he's not there so uh, I think most people in your tipping comps this week guys will be uh tipping the Rabbitohs it could have been game <laughs> Sorry, mate, I, I cut you off there. I agree. No, no, Benny, fully agree. Could have been game of the round. Yeah, with Hines. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And 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 it's one of those situations where um yeah, him not being there is so important. Like the best player in the league last year, according to the Daily M vote, is is missing and um that's gotta have a significant impact. So um, you know, it's uh it's a bit of a blow for the Sharks. If they win this game without him, That'll be huge. That'll be, they'll show that they're, they're the real deal and, and someone to really watch out for this year. But, um, geez, it'll be tough without uh, without Nico. Let me ask you a question about goal-kicking guys. I uh, just went and crunched the stats. Matt Moylan pretty much has stopped kicking goals after he left Penrith. He's only, oh, he's only kicked four goals for Cronulla since he's been there. Braden, Braden Trindle. Yeah, it doesn't really. It'll be Trindle. Mm. Yeah. Sunday. Uh, the first game on Sunday will be uh, 4 o'clock, uh, given this time of year where it's still uh, daylight savings, still a bit warm. We have the 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock game. But the 4 o'clock game is a very special one. It's going to take place at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. It will be the first NRL match for the Dolphins. And, gee, they've got a tough ass. They're coming up against the Sydney Roosters. Um, head trainer, head Dolphin trainer, Wayne Bennett, um, obviously has had to make some tough decisions this week in um, putting together his team. Uh, Katoa got the number six jersey with uh, Milford on an extended bench. So um, there's got to be a joke there. Despite his age, uh, Wayne Bennett, he's not a fan of the MILF. Um, Jesse Bromwich is the skipper. He leads the forward pack, which has also brother Kenny and Felice Kafusi in there. Tom Gilbert's a part of it. Jared Wallace. So there's some... Household names there. Um, Ray Stone. Uh, Eels fans will be very familiar with Ray Stone. He's going to play his first game since that ACL injury in round three last year. Uh, he'll come off the bench. Herman SASA uh, hurt his elbow in the trials, but he's good to go. Um, plenty of uh, you know talk about the Dolphins in their first game there. The Roosters, um, big out for them. Uh, Joey Manu, arguably, you know, their best player, out after suffering a facial fracture during the preseason. Um, Rhea Hargrave is also out with a back injury. Uh, former Bulldog Corey Allen is going to play in the centres with Joe Suwali. Luke Keery's overcome that jaw injury uh, and, you know, slash concussion head knock. Um, he's going to take his place in the house with Sam Walker. Brandon Smith is probably the biggest name signing that we're looking forward to seeing play his first game for the Roosters in an NRL game. Um, Hutchinson getting the role in the number 14. Um, as we mentioned before, guys, and we wish him all the best, Angus Crichton won't be a part of this team. Uh, that opens the door for Egan Butcher to start on the edge. Uh, Griffo, we've obviously had a lot of positive things to say about the Roosters early on in our preview. You've got them as uh, minor premiers, possible premiers, coming up against the team that you're predicting for the Wooden Spoon. Um, if we simplify things, 
Um, basically, we said earlier on the podcast, Roosters could be the best team, Dolphins could be the worst team. Um, it would be a great occasion, though, for the Dolphins in playing their first game, albeit coming up against a really tough opponent in the Sydney Roosters. It would be interesting, uh, particularly, you know, see how many people uh, turn out to watch the game. Um, this, uh, I would have had penciled in roosters for everything, um, you know, as far as sort of sudden death goes, uh, as far as um, our Joker and Thief. I've actually got them for the Joker and Thief bot. Um if it was this Roosters, if this was their team every week, I would not have them as minor premiers. I'd not have them as premiers. And I'd be thinking, do they make the eight? Um, this is a very much weakened Roosters side, even though they've still got some of the best players in the league. Um, they're missing Joey Manu, as you mentioned. Um, Warrior Hargreaves is still out. Uh, they just don't quite look, you know, without Joey Manu there, they don't look as as dangerous. Um, when you got Corey Allen and Jackson Polo um, in four and five, and yeah, you know, and I, while Allen, to his credit, is a state of origin player, and Polo's played a lot of first grade, there's question marks on both those guys. Um, on the flip side, or the flipper side, I should say. Um, I I don't see a lot of uh, danger in the three quarter line for the the Dolphins. I was about to say Redcliffe. Um, Jack Bostock, uh, who's been playing wing in the trials, uh, I thought he was on a development contract. Um, maybe he is because he's not there, and I don't understand quite why. But um, they got Roxor Diamonds, Manasako. Oh, he'll be the goal kicker. You and Aiken's handy, solid. Brenko Lee, you know, he's reasonable. Tessie knew I've never seen him play on the wing. Um, and then they've got a lot of old men in the forwards uh, and Tom Gilbert. Tom Gilbert's... Uh, I, I, don't, I just don't rate the, the Titans. Um, so I'm tipping Roosters. Not as confident as, as I thought originally. Um, with you know, Crichton missing, Tupanu is not going to be around for a while. So, you know, when the Roosters have their best side on the field, they beat this team by about 50. Would would you agree with that, China? No, <laughs> 100%. Um, I, think, I think Roosters will win. Look, I can't really have much more than what Griffo... Just yeah. said, I, 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 I think I agree with him wholeheartedly that, yeah, okay, they might not be at full strength, but, geez, when you look at it across the park, they're just going to eat this side up. This side has not had a lot of rugby league experience, whereas when I look at what um, Tedesco's done with Tupo, Suwali in recent times, Kiri Walker... Collins, it's going to be interesting to see what Brandon Smith adds to this team. Egan Butcher, Radley, and you know, and Nat Butcher. Yeah, I, I, I think they're winning pretty well. Yeah, that's all um, I've got to add. Look, I look to to be fair to the Dolphins team. Who am I keen? I'm keen on seeing the Hammer. 
Yep. Uh, I want to see what Asako does on the wing. I want to see what Branko Lee um, does. I think Bromwich at captain's a good thing. Marshall King at hooker, what's he add? And, and uh, you know, for me, this looks like a... For me, this looks too much like a like a hand-picked, dodgy Newcastle team, <laughs> if you get my drift. Um, no, I, I, SA, I SA, you know what I mean? You understand what I mean? Like, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I got a gut feeling. Look, I just want to see the Dolphins, see how they can gel. They've, they've, look, they don't have the benefit of, 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 of being playing before. So Mark Nichols on the interchange is very interesting. Um, you know, I think, I think I only interesting because I think Jared Wallace, you know, but it's all good. I, I think that, I think, I think the, the Roosters win by a fair margin. Probably when we're talking about players there, Shano, um, you know, one of the players I think that a lot of fans would be interested to see in the impact he makes is um, one that Benny might have seen play footy, and that's Katoa in at number six. And also, you know, you would have seen Sean O'Sullivan play a lot at seven, who did a pretty good job filling in when needed um, over the past season or so. Um, Just your thoughts on those players, the Dolphins overall, and... um, you know, the, the tough ass they've got coming up against this Sydney Roosters team. Well, it's a, it's an interesting one, actually. Like, I look at the Roosters side on paper, and this side will comfortably put a cricket score on, I think, the Dolphins. But the Roosters are full strength. They're missing Joey Manu, Paul Momorowski, mm. Satili Tukua, Angus Crichton. Okay, have you had those four guys in? What wow. The interesting one is that Jake Turpin's jersey 18 for the Roosters as well. So does that mean Brandon Smith's going to play 80 minutes? Or is Drew yeah. Cass going to come on and play a bit of game? Good point. Good point. You may do. And the other interesting battle will be to see whether Sean O'Sullivan runs anywhere near his brother-in-law, Matt Lodge. So that'll be quite an interesting... Uh, I'm actually surprised that Lodge didn't follow Sean to the uh, to the Dolphins. As... Uh, that's Sean's old man. He's the uh, recruitment officer, old, old Peter O'Sullivan. Maybe be when Bernard didn't want him. Yeah. And I think yeah. Matt Lodge is not old and 30 trainer. years old. <laughs> when Bennett's just... Doesn't meet the criteria. No, it's yeah, got to be over 30 years old. But the interesting interesting one, we're talking about guys that have come out of nowhere, is Kurt Donohoe on the bench for the for the Dolphins in 17. Actually, um, actually the Knights junior went through the Knights system. But signed with the um, signed with the Central Queensland Capras to play Q Cup, yeah, and scored a few tries and the trials absolutely killed it. That's proof and proof and the, the determination, hard work pays off. I tell you what, the Capras they've got a really good system. Like, like if you if you're into Queensland Cup or New South Wales Cup, watch the Capras. I, 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 I was actually looking at their. I was actually looking at them. Uh, a few weeks ago, and I thought, you know what? They have a, like, you know, they've got a really good system. So, uh, 
I reckon this this dolphin side. It's yeah. It's kind of like it's like when you sit around with your mates, have a big big night on the sauce, and you go, "What is the most random rubbish squad you could put together?" <laughs> and this is what the dolphin side looks like at the moment. Could be the like, this could be the, the rugby league master side, really. Like it's it's almost like uh, your your super coach cheapies, all in one team. It's like, it's like Wayne Bennett, Robert Jennings. Did he mean he, Mike? Was he thinking of Michael? Who's actually he should be due to come back off his drug suspension pretty shortly as well. Mind yeah. you, his hair's a lot grayer. I've seen him around a bit. How old would he be? Mike's, I think he's about the same age as you, Greg. Yeah, geez, and I think I'm past my use by date. <laughs> I, I know, I know he's got rugby league anyway. Sure, yeah, it, it, oh, you know, 36 is well and truly past. Yeah. Uh, um, I'd have to look it up, but Drawing yeah, he's, he's sort of a forgotten man. Oh, he's younger than me. There you go. He's uh 34. 34. Thirty-five in uh, April. So Dare you, I say another younger another, than me? Another Penrith junior that'll push. I reckon in the, in the Dolphin side in the next three or four weeks is Mason Teague, who is another one that a lot of Panthers fans are up in arms, arms for that. Um, oh, Wayne they came and signed, and they've actually got another young kid that they pulled out of um, SG Ball last year, John Paul Denevsky, who's a uh, winger in the centre. So yeah, Wayne Wayne's got his fingers into the uh, into the Penrith system, feeding feeding down. Mm. Teague, he was the um, he was the uh, the captain of that team that won the would have been would have the SG under ball. the yeah. SG ball, which yeah. traditionally was under 18s, but I think they put it up to under 19s. He's a lock, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he was um, sharing minutes with Riley Smith in twenties as well. That's right. Yeah, like, yeah. So, um, look, I think a lot of people. The best way to sum this one up: a lot of people will be tuning in, very interested to see how the Dolphins go, but uh, very few expecting them to uh, do much in that game. And uh, I think it could be a real nasty one for the um, the men from Redcliffe and head Dolphin trainer Wayne Bennett. Final game of the weekend, guys. It's an absolute blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> the Tigers <laughs> taking on the Titans. I mean, uh, uh, I shouldn't say that, but fair dinkum. If you're still with us after three hours, you deserve that. Um, I actually look forward to this game. I think it's going to be a good game. It will be a evenly game. matched contest. Uh, <laughs> At Leichhardt Oval, so if you're you know anywhere near Leichhardt and you're looking for an oval, uh, you won't find the place where they're playing um, because it's neither in Leichhardt nor is it an oval. But we we digress. We obviously talk about that often. Um, Tigers, we got uh, Brooks. He's gonna play. Um, he's had that calf inj- injury, but um, he'll be there this week. The big talk, I think, around Tigerland is their new captain, Apicorosau. Uh, he'll be there. David Klemmer, Isaiah Papali'i also coming in. So some big names coming into the Tigers um, side. Uh, not sure what's going on here, guys, whether you've heard too much. Uh, there's no John Bateman. Um, he's not long arrived from England, but he's not in this side. From what I'm no. hearing, the club saying he's rested. Um 
Not yeah. sure. Um, I heard the chairman oh, chairman talk about him yesterday. He's only been in the country for about a week. There yeah, were reports coming out that he was going to be out for for a long time with a, an ankle injury. Chairman came out and said the only reason he's not playing is because he's not been here long enough and uh, had enough time to to basically learn the plays. Um, and he should be right for next week. Mm. Oh, Three six. He's acclimatizing. He's acclimatizing. Today didn't he's take, smoking didn't take, didn't take St. Helens long. No, not at all. <laughs> they they <laughs> did a lead up game. Good form on the drink down at Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> week. Took a week and fourteen schooners at the Squires Bar. A visit and then to they, the, and uh, then they went to the Masters went to Builders at Wollongong. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, the player I've been talking about a bit uh, in returning to NRL, uh, Tommy Talao, I think um, he's one to keep an eye on. Sean Bloor coming back um, after missing a lot of football. Ken Mamalo's out. Uh, that means that Charlie Staines is going to get that opportunity on the wing. Um, he played, uh, obviously, for them in the preseason and coming off the back of a premiership win at the uh, Panthers. For the Titans, uh, probably the biggest name recruit, Kieran Foran, uh, coming straight into the halves with Tanner Boyd. Brimson's going to be at fullback. Um, look, Sam Barrels, uh, in, all, in all fairness, is... Uh, possibly the biggest name, but you know, you got foreign barrels, both big names. Um, he'll be playing hooker. Uh, Jaden Campbell's got that number 14 pl- uh, spot off the bench. We're seeing a lot of the, the impact off the bench. I think it shows a lot of the fitness of the players. Um, these days, fellas with, uh, you know, your utility 14 and, uh, two or three forwards on the bench. Um, but but for this one, we've got two teams that none of us have it now. Top eight, Shano. Uh, mm-hmm. The Tigers coming off the back of a wooden yep. spoon last year. The Titans, um, many, many people have talked about being disappointing last year after making the finals in previous years. How do you see this one going? Because it is oh, a bit of a hard, different Tigers. Hard, hard game to pick. Do um, you, did, I, did I agree with you know, game? Tongue in cheek, people go, oh, this is actually going to be a really, really good game to watch because we've got the Titans who say we're a top eight side, the Tigers who say we're, we're, on, the, we're on the straight and narrow. And you know what? I can't split them. I look at, I look at them pound for pound, Laurie, Brimson, you know, I I I just think you know you got Naden Shoot Dog, um, Duahi Foran, Brooks Boyd, uh, Coruscant Verrills. Like you know, it's 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 really really close. Um, Offerhand Gowie Liu, um, uh, Isaac Liu. Sorry, I I think what's got me with. When I don't know who to pick, it's a home game. I'm picking the Tigers. They're at home. I, I just think that this is a very, very evenly matched side. The two guys I will say for the opposition who I want to see play is um, Big Tino and Fafida. I think they they 
I hope will add something. If Tino Fafida and Verrills can steer this forward pack around and and all of a sudden give Tanner Boyd and Foran some room where um, people like AJ Brimson can come in the background, well, it could actually be well and truly in the Tigers. Uh, it, well, it could be well and truly in the Titans' benefit and they'll beat the Tigers. But I just think the Tigers in this one, I can't split them, so I'm picking the home team. Uh, is it as simple as that, Griffo? Are the Tigers at home? Is, is the home ground advantage enough for them to, to get a win, which will be a great start given the fact that they're coming off a wooden spoon last year? No. Um, no, I... I uh, how's their home record been over the last four or five years? Their record so anywhere is pretty that, ordinary. That's right. That's, that's, so I don't, I don't read into that too much. Um, I do like their forward pack. Um, but I'm not sold in any way on their back line. And that's where I think uh, the Titans have the advantage, and that's why I'm tipping the Titans. Um, not a noted defensive set of backs there. Dane Laurie, Nofaluma is a poor defender. Brent Naden in the centre's is a poor defender. Talao, uh, I'm not seeing as much of him. Charlie Staines tries hard, but he, he he's just not strong enough. Um, I think they really that that outs those outside backs. This is going to be targeted. You got uh, David Fafita is just, you know he's going to run over the top of anyone really, but. Uh, I just think uh, he and Bo Firma are just going to, if if the if the Titans are smart, they're just going to carve them up out wide. Um, Jojo for feeder and, and Khan Pereira on the wings. Uh, be ready, boys, because uh, you know there's a try line. Um, I've actually tipped Khan Pereira to to be the top try scorer this year. Um, but again, I'm not good with picking that sort of thing. I think AJ Brimson's a great player. And then you've got Campbell off the bench. Um, when those big Tigers forwards get a bit tired. Um, I, I'm, I'm going Gold Coast. Hmm. What are your thoughts on this? What are you thinking for this one, Benny? Um, Shona Tigers, Griffo Titans. It, it just shows that uh, people are going to be unsure about this one. It's a bit of the... Um, land of the unknown as to how these teams are going to come in this year. Um, interesting to see your thoughts on uh, this one here happening on Sunday night at Leichhardt. Well, this one's actually a conundrum. I think it's, this could... Well, as much as both rosters lack the quality and star, star power that other teams have got, this almost could be the game of the round, as far as I'm concerned. The, I can't think of two better evenly matched teams of the uh, of the eight games this week. I think there's a lot of positives to add to both teams. I think the addition of um, David Clemmer and Isaiah Papali for the Tigers uh-huh. bolster up their forward packs off the back of Rappi Corris, our dummy half. I think it's a fantastic thing for them. I think that um, I'm really, really excited to see what Kieran Foran can do for the Titans. And I think that you're not going to see David Fafita doing these random runs 
through the centre of the field now. Kieran Foran will be able to give him uh, give him early ball, late ball, let him run over the top of the uh, the opposition back rowers and uh, and centres and make him be the uh, the closest thing we'd seen to Dave the Coltrane Taylor in the modern era. I also think too that the um, after the Titans, there's a lot to like about the Titans forward pack. Even when, when you've got when you can't, when you got to keep Aaron Clark, Joe Stimson, and Mo Fodawaka on the bench, you know you've got a quality lineup of forwards there. Because Joe Joe point. Stimson's yeah, Joe Stimson's as good as any any back row on his day. I mean, he was injury riddled when he was at the Bulldogs. He was good when he was in Melbourne. Not afraid to tackle with that good country ethic. I th- I'd actually, um, it's hard to split the two teams. I think the Yuto Ikemanu on the back end of last year is the best I'd seen him play and finally live up to the potential that, and the raps that they had on him when he was at Parramatta. I'd be interested to see how differently Brooks plays under Tim Sheens and Benji compared to uh, the reign of Madge and Ivan and everyone else. I'm I'm going to tip a tight one here, but I actually think defensively, I reckon the Tigers are lacking, particularly in the back. And I reckon the Titans are going to take this one out as well. I think I think there'll be a lot of tries scored down the edges. I think Khan Pereira is going to have a, a bit of a field day. Um, Kevin Charlie stays on his toes. And uh, I just think, yeah, Titans, Titans for my one. Yeah, wow. It's, it's interesting that you guys have pointed out the um, the issues that the Tigers might have in their defence. Um, and it's not something that I thought a lot about with my tips this week. I've actually tipped the Tigers this week. Um it, it it is a tough one. I'm really looking at the impact of players like Papali'i and Coruscant. Um Also, just the the stability now of um, you know Adam Dewey knowing that he's going to be at the Tigers long term. Um, very interested to see how he goes. I I I know I keep talking about him, and you guys know over the years when uh, he was playing before he got injured, I was a big fan of Tommy Talao. I think he's almost like a a new signing for this club. Uh, to come in, I don't want to downplay some of the um, the talent in the Titan squad, especially Sam Verrills coming in and Kieran Foran. But I, I don't know. There's just something about the Titans, and I know this might mean much to a lot of people. There's just something about the Titans that, regardless of someone's individual talent and brilliance, you just feel like that when they play within the Titans, it it doesn't quite click. It doesn't quite gel. And as a team, it's the jersey, Graham. Yeah, it's 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 the cursed jersey. There's something if about you had it this that, squad. And oh, you put, put him in a Roosters jersey, or a Storm put, jersey, put or a Panthers jersey. Put him in any other jersey, and and you'd yeah. be talking about these guys. Oh, they're top eight definites. Look at this guy. Look at this. But yep. yeah, it's because it's the club and the jersey. You just you Spot don't on. have an expectation of of success. One hundred percent. It's an Spot expectation on. of failure. Yep, that is that is spot on, and it's just something about the organisation that I just can't put my faith in. And when you come to these games where it's going to be really tight, um, I find it really difficult to tip them. They're also away from home. So this week on the tipping comp, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be putting the Tigers down. We're split. We are split, 50-50. All right, put a line under that one, guys. That is the round previewed. Um, that's it. 
Fair dinkum, Benny. Um, thank you for being on board. That's a this is a genuine marathon, even for us. Uh, we've just ticked over three and a half hours, fellas. Um, it is a big round of footy. Wow. Obviously, it's a massive that's a round record. of footy. Um, you'd be struggling to listen to this podcast before the round even kicks off. So if you like a lot of my mates, I know that uh, sometimes they they listen to it throughout the weekend and uh, uh, you know sort of as the as the preview goes on, they they listen to different bits and pieces and different segments and. This week we had uh, the privilege of that added segment with the super coach. So we'll be we'll be happy, I think, uh, Benny, to get you back. I think your debut was uh, a successful one uh, throughout the season. Most I definitely. think we'll, we'll didn't, definitely didn't have you. Either, so it was good. That's I've right. Got, got, got through on skate. When can I listen to it? I've gone when it's up. Or when Don't we're worry, on. mate. Oh, as you know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Graham yeah, will be on the job as soon as we clock off in a moment. Oh, Correct, mate. Yeah, it doesn't take long for it to, to 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 drop. Um, as I'm talking right now, it's about quarter past eleven on Wednesday night. Most of you guys are probably noticing this on Thursday morning. Um, we try to be pretty efficient with it and get it out. Um, I'll get that uploaded tonight. So hopefully, it hits your streaming service of um, choice. Later this evening, whether that be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even through the Podbean app, they're probably our three main ones we're hearing people listen to us. But um, in all reality, guys, that's uh, a pretty comprehensive round one preview. It's uh, a lot of excitement for us and it's um, also an opportunity for us to say good luck to your team and, uh, and sign off. It's been a wonderful episode and we can't wait to see what the rugby league brings this week as we head Thank into you, round listeners. one. Join us on our footy tipping. Yeah, yes. footy tipping. Jump on. Yep. Uh, jump on. All the information on Facebook. Um, jump on. Feel free. And uh, good luck to your team this week. Good night, people.